Hey guys, Hunter here with the Grab Matters Podcast. Um, I first and foremost just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening, liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing. It helps so much to get the podcast out there to everyone. I also want to say that I did get some merch up on the website now. Got some long sleeve shirts, some short sleeve shirts, got a mug. We'll probably end up getting some more stuff up on there as well. That, that really means the world to me too, to, to support the podcast. Also started up a Patreon, so if you're interested in a little bit of behind the scenes access, um, seeing who the guests are early, stuff like that. Um, definitely check that out. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Enjoy the episode. I All right, man. So we're back. Another episode of the Grab Matters podcast. Today we have Tyler Hyam on. Very special guest. How you doing, Ty? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Love that you made the drive out here. Very stoked for this episode. Uh, do you like to start it off with, you know, a little different question. I'd like to know, is the Wake Scooter Championship your most disappointing performance to date? I mean, off the top, I probably can't think of anything more disappointing. I mean, yeah. I think you went in with an expected dub and you just couldn't put it down. I couldn't. I don't think I put anything down. You didn't put anything I down. I didn't put anything down, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a 360. Yeah, it was, that was pretty disappointing, to be honest kind of went in high hopes and just you know it was a humbling experience as a young kid then you know yeah just yeah, young humbled. buck coming up um a couple of legends in that event as well oh for sure I think uh, Bob even competed Bob was the commentator oh he's a host shit talker shit talker he's a classic <laughs> that's a classic Bob place right there yeah not on the water in the boat um Never. let's start it off young um very early years I did notice you had a knee injury at seven years old I think what was that oh that was I don't know said that but that was just like from I was just fucking around like with my friends in the backyard and that there was like a sprinkler in the ground and we were on like a slip and slide and I turned the sprinklers on and then like there was a sprinkler head underneath the slip and slide wow. and I just like hit it with my knee and like just cut it to the bottom. not wakeboard but related no, at all. no not wakeboard or sports related. even just never never affected it either it was just you know just farting around yeah yeah some stitches and I was good to go Okay, um, so let's start about let, let's talk about when you did get into wakeboarding. What age was that? You know, your first experience with wakeboarding. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to get up when I was like seven, but it took me like the whole summer, like literally like three months. Finally, like we're at Shasta, like end of summer. I think it was like July or August, and uh, Mike Sweeney had like a wakeboard camp, like called West Coast Camps, but he also had like a Shasta location. And uh, Chris Dykman's went out on the boat with us and bang like finally learned how to get up on a wakeboard it was sick and then ever since then just been stoked on it like my parents have had a boat like my whole life like growing up before I was even born and stuff so I just kind of grew up like always going on the boat and like that's what our family vacations were you know like we never really like did like the Mexico or like all those types of trips we were just like pack up the RV grab the boat and we went to like Shasta or some of the local lakes is super fun like way to grow up for sure okay so where where did you say you grew up? So I grew up in Bend, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. And then just like, there's like two or three lakes. Like we have like Prineville, Lake Billy Chinook, and then Coltis, like all around. Like we'd go out on those all the time with all of our friends, like camping, stuff like that. But definitely like a lot of the memories are from Shasta. Like we would go to Shasta like four or five times a year, just like go to the campground, have the boat on the water. And it was, it was sick. Like so many memories with the family. Okay. Do you want to move it a little bit closer? Oh yeah, yeah sorry. You can you can move this thing all around. If okay, you want. bang. Like, do whatever you want. Um, so you did have a boat though. What what boat did your dad get first one? So well, we had a couple boats growing up. Like when I first like 
like double skiing and doing all that, like they had like a closed bow centurion because my mom liked to water ski a lot. And then like, I think we got like a taiga or something like that. And then like, like, I think when my dad like got my first wakeboard, he went to like uh, somewhere in Portland. It was like Portland Mastercraft. And he brought home like a 2008 X-Star. And that's kind of like what started it all. It was like that really good hole. It was like just like the epic bow. It was like the PWT edition. It was like that thing was clean, dude. It was unreal. Unfortunately, had a couple problems and like caught on fire. A couple things happened like within like the first couple months of having it. But then we like traded it in. They gave us like another one. And it was like bang. Like ever since then, like that boat, we had like 1,300 hours or something on it before they Jeez. sold it. They sold it like four years ago like it wasn't even that long ago really like my mom kept that thing in such good condition like it was sick having that boat around did you buy it new or your dad did i think it was like a year or two okay. old but yeah like when he came home with that that was definitely like what changed a lot for me like you know like starting to ride a lot more and doing all that like super grateful for that and then like in the winters like he would let us take it to california and like not really like because they didn't need it there and so it was like we would ride on that all the time in cali like it was sick Okay, so I guess before that X-Star, though, you're just kind of riding a, a lot or a little bit? I mean, I mean, very minorly, like, just, like, behind the boat. Like, I barely even remember, like, riding when it wasn't behind that boat, like, before that. It was just, like, before riding straight. Like, I think I probably learned, like, my first wake-to-wakes on the X-Star. Okay. So, like, yeah, like, very early on. Like, because, I mean, when I was seven, like, I think I learned how to get up, and within, like, a summer or that next summer, we got the X-Star. So okay. it was like, it was, oh, very, it was pretty quick. Yeah. After, it was sure. very quickly after. Cause like my dad was like super into it. Like he loved it all. Like he never, he wakeboarded a little bit, but like he just like loved the lifestyle of it. Like he literally just like to drive the boat and maybe go for a wake surf, like once a camping trip or something. Yeah. But like, he just liked the comfortability of the boat a little bit bigger. And I don't know. He just, yeah, he's just always been into it and been like a huge supporter. Heck yeah. That's sick. Um, when did you move in with Josh Twelker? So... Like, I started going and staying with them when I was 12 for, like, a couple months at a time, which is, like, awesome. Like, so grateful for my family and, like, his family for just, like, taking on another child for months on end during the summertime. Basically adopting the kid, yeah. yeah. pretty much, like, adopted (laughs) me for, like, half a year, like, every single year for six years. So it was insane. Like, very thankful for them. Like, when I was, yeah, 12, I would just, like, I think I was only going to go there for, like, two weeks and just, like, go stay and, like, learn some stuff from Josh. And then, like, all of a sudden, I was there for, like, three months or something. Like, it was so rad. Because, like, Josh's dad used to be, like, a huge help with the Northern, I like, the NorCal INT events. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he was, like, the chief judge. And, like, they were just, like, a super welcoming community. Like, that whole NorCal INT people. Like, it was awesome. Like, since the first time I went when I was, like, eight, within, like, a couple months, like, I was already, like, hanging out at their houses and, like, going and riding with all of them, like, it was an awesome experience just like how welcoming they were and then that got me introduced to Josh and like when I like first got like into the NorCal INT is when Josh like kind of was like starting to like take off as a junior okay and so like Josh was like hot shit you know he was like the man around and so it was like everyone to be like Josh and so like the fact that I got to just like go ride and like stay with them all the time was just like unreal yeah yeah so why do you think I mean that's really young to kind of start taking wakeboarding pretty seriously or anything Super really young. seriously. Yeah, honestly. yeah, I know. Like, I can't believe, like, my parents let me do it. It was insane. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you obviously had a motivation and a drive to, to pursue wakeboarding. Why, 
why were you so into it at such a young age? You know, dude. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I just remember like I hated school, and at the time, like I hated bent. Like, I just didn't want to be there. Like, I just didn't want to. Like, I felt like I was just like doing the same thing as like everybody else. Like, yeah, go to school, have a bit of fun in the summer, and then just like go to school. And I was just like, I hate school. Like, I hate this place. Like, I just want to go to California and wakeboard. And then like. I think, like, my dad was, like, always on my side, like, always, like, helping my helping me with my mom, like, to get me to, like, go stay at places and, like, go ride. And then, like, when it kind of came down to, like, because you're in school, like, eight months out of the year, right? So it's, yeah. like, it comes down to, like, I was in, like, the sixth grade, and I was, like, I was finally able to, like, convince my mom, like, for, like, the last semester of school to, like, let me do it online and go to California in, like, February. And so just, like, be there super early and have, like, a good, like, start to the season. And then, like... I don't know, like, how I did it or whatever, but then once that happened, like, that was, like, the last time I went to school. I think I went to school for, like, <laughs> three months, like, that next year, and then I was just, like, out. Like, That's it. I just had checked out at that point already. Yeah. I was, like, 13. I was, like, I'm never going to school. Like, I hate this. <laughs> but, yeah, I was able to just, like, convince my parents. They were supportive because I was always just, like, my thing was, I was, like, well, if it doesn't work out, the school system will always be there. Like, I can always go do school yeah. if I want to, like, at any age, like, it might suck. Like, yeah, I might be 30 years old and be a freshman in college. That's going to suck. But it's like, still an option. It's still an option, and it's like, whatever. Like, I'll figure it out. But, like, just very, very thankful for my parents for letting me do all that because that was huge. Is there a certain kind of pressure that comes with your parents giving you such an opportunity at such a young age? Did you kind of realize that at that age or no? I realized, like, how, like, different my experiences were and like what I was getting to do yeah. and so like I think what helped like with me for a while was like when I was on my parents payroll like my biggest thing was like I knew I was going to try 100% just because like that's what I wanted to do mm -hmm. but like I just like couldn't fuck up as far as like I knew like contests or like whatever like I could mess up in that like that was fine but like as far as like real life goes like I'm on their payroll I'm not away from them like I have to show them so as far as it came to like partying and like doing like the little kid like stupid stuff like at a young age like it kind of held me off from that for like a really long time mm. just because I was like oh well like if I do this and like I get caught then like I'm coming back to Oregon like that's it I'm done like yeah. I'm like it was always kind of like you got one strike like that's it so like don't blow it and luckily like yeah I never did anything to like jeopardize it or anything because I just realized I was like they're paying so much money for me to be here like they're doing all this stuff, like, and they don't even get to, like, see me do it. So it's, like, I should probably just, like, show them respect and not, like, that, be a little fuckwit. That takes know? a lot of maturity as a young kid, I feel like, to to realize that. I, I don't I don't think a lot of young kids would, would understand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was different for sure. I definitely, you know, like, I was, like, obviously I'm stoked on how it went. But, like, yeah, I guess, like, but at the same time, like, it's not like I was, like, 16 for living on the own for my first time, you know, like. I was like 12 so it's yeah. like, what was I actually gonna go do to like jeopardize true it? you, know, like you don't have 12. a license in a car and then go. by the time I was 16 I was already so used to it that I was like more mature I guess like, yeah I this, is, this is life now this is yeah. what I do I yeah don't, I don't fuck around <laughs> but yeah that um, comes later on <laughs> <laughs> well you can afford to now you're on your own payroll exactly <laughs> um did you race moto as a kid too yeah uh like very short-lived like we always like rode dirt bikes and stuff like that but like dirt bike season always kind of overlapped with wakeboard season. Mm -hmm. And then one year, like, but pretty much like did it for me completely. It was like, I was like, it was like Easter. It was like five days before I was supposed to fly out to Orlando to compete at weight games. I was like 14. And I was like out of my friend's house. We were just like riding for the day. 
and I like, came up short on like a triple mm. and like dug the nose, like went over, got knocked out and like was out for like a minute. And then like, I wasn't able to go into a plane for like 14 days. So I missed the contest and I was like rattled and I was like, nah, like I'm done with this. Like that, like, yeah, that was just kind of it for me. Like that was pretty much the last time, like I like rode on a track, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, like on an actual like home made track for sure. Yeah. I mean, moto's intense. Very yeah, intense. super intense. It was not, I would get rolled dude like i would mess up all the time in races and just like yeah it was crazy like it was fun though it was sick it's a lot of fun definitely very gnarly um so i guess you, you did touch on 20s camp what what age were you when you when you first was a, were a camper so i only went to camp one year but i think i was probably like 11 or 12 because okay. i like landed like an invert like right before I went to camp and then like they kind of got it like dialed for me and like but that camp was like such a fun experience for me because it was so much more than just like a couple day wakeboard camp like you still rode three times a day but then like in the middle of the day you would like play all these fun games like like I don't know like sponge tag or like they had a trampoline and like all this like super fun stuff it's just like three houseboats like nosed up in like a triangle so it's like you have like a massive kickback in the middle and then like he had every single, like, old wakeboard movie you could name. And, like, wow. like <clears throat> everybody was just, like, so cool. Like, they would cook for you and everything. So, like, that was, like, all dialed. And then, like, like the camp host would just, like, we'd play so many different games. Like, Trevor was actually a coach when I first went there. So, that was sick, like, having him as, like, my coach there. And it was just, yeah, it was just, like, really cool experience just as a kid, like, to just go, like, ride with, like, Mike Sweeney, Trevor Maurer, like, all these people that were, like, in my area, like, like local pros and like really good and then obviously trevor went on to be like something huge which is sick but yeah like at that time he was just like trying to make it himself and it was just like a really cool experience like you'd go out on the wake skate just like mess around like it was really fun what lake is that on he does that on lake mcclure in california okay. yeah so it's a sick lake it's a little bit like it's not super huge but it's also not small but like it's a cool lake like he's got it dialed over there and yeah, it's a fun spot. Was any of Scumline filmed on that lake? Yeah, so unfortunately, I actually missed that shoot, but that was, like, the first shoot they did. Like, Randall has a couple clips, okay. and, like, yeah, that's kind of, like... it looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. They did a few things out there. Is it Schweeney or Schweeney? Uh So it's actually Schven. <laughs> Shit, okay. <laughs> but um, it's, like, people call him Schweeney. Okay. Yeah. That's what he goes by. All right. Um... Who did you look up most to? It says it sounds like you were watching some wakeboard videos, hanging out with Josh, Trevor, Sweeney, Sven. Um, who were some of the riders you looked up to? So, like, obviously, like, the number one rider, like, I idolized was Josh. Like, I was living with him. He was, like, hot shit. Like, he had style. He had tech. Like, that's who I looked up to a lot. And then, like, obviously, like, I would watch, like, or he would watch, and then I would watch him watch, like, a lot of, like, Rathy videos. And, like, he was always, like, oh, Rathy's sick. So, I was, like, all right, Rathy's cool. And so, I was, like, I always thought Rathy was sick just because, like, he also did, like, really technical stuff and made it look good. Yeah. And that's, like, always kind of what I've wanted to do. So, Rathy was, like, a huge inspiration. And then, like, Danny Harf just, like, always just, like, kind of sending, doing stuff that's, like, not really, like, never really been done. Like, he would always do so many different tricks. And then, obviously, like, Trevor with his style. And, I don't know, like, there's just a lot of different riders. And then, like, as I got older, like, like when I was, like, 16, like, really looked up to Massey a lot because he was doing a lot of different stuff, like, with the rewinds. And, like, he was, like, he's been, like, a huge, like, inspiration and, like, a guide as far as, like, for me on, like, what I want to do. And uh, 
like he's like you know kind of taking the bullet for a lot of us like riders as far as it comes for like contest riding and stuff like getting like the new and weird tricks like like putting them into a contest run and having them scored like fairly like like rap tricks and like zeros used to get scored so bad in contests interesting like he was like the first person to do a zero we're at like a pro-am contest like the california pro-am and it's like a nautique event and i'm just some random little kid i'm like 15 or 16 but like josh was competing everybody's competing i was just there because it was close to the house and uh, massey does like a a very sick run like i think he maybe had like a bobble or something but like he also did a zero like he did a perfect like indie zero and didn't even make it like through to the next round it wasn't like it was finals or anything like that and i was just like mind-blowing like but massey had to go through that kind of kind of stuff all the time like he would get screwed in comps a lot like when i was like 16 17 yeah and then like i don't know like the judges finally like started to adapt and like realize and you know like as the sport progresses you know like people know what's going on and like but huge shout out to piff because like he (laughs) he took the bullet but he didn't like ever back down like he stayed true and obviously it's working out now so that's sick yeah yeah that's definitely important to have guys like that that are not afraid to just put down the textbook contest pass every single time to try and get the dub but yeah i think that's it shows the importance of having a rider as a as a judge because a lot of riders would probably understand that a zero. That's super technical. That's oh, hard. Oh, yeah, it's super technical. Down. It might not, like, be super hard, but, yeah, it's super technical. Yeah. So, yeah, but, so, yeah. All right. Um, there, was a, there was a Wake World edit slash interview from 2012. Oh, um, yeah. I think, I think Trevor shot it and edited it. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly, like, the short hair. Yep. Do yeah, you remember yeah. that intro, the, the beginning of that video? Oh, yeah, when that lady was super mad. Dude, she got so rattled. I remember that, like, pretty, pretty vividly. What did you guys, or what did she do? Or you so, guys like, do? railroad, or, like, the Delta in general is like pretty narrow and we were riding on railroad, which is like a little even more narrow, but they were just like kind of anchored up like on the side or whatever. Like, I don't know if they were fishing or like kicking back, but like railroad on the Delta is like known as like a wakeboard and like wake surf. Slew. Yeah. Like everybody rides it. So it's like, I don't really know what she was so rattled about. Like we just like rode past her a couple of times, like, you know, like just doing the loop and all of a sudden like i'm getting ready to ride and she just like comes up just like screaming and hollering you know just like you swamped our boat you pulled up our anchor like i don't know and i just lost it i don't know like 13 years old and i'm just like losing it on the back of the boat i thought it was hilarious like it's really funny i'll put that clip in because it's it's hilarious yeah (laughs) she was she was big big yeah she was so mad and then like josh's brother was driving and like as she drives off he's just like have a nice day like we don't care. Like, sorry, but okay. Let's talk about that area of the Delta because yeah. there's been a lot of clip shot, a lot of edits from there. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like one of the best places to wakeboard, if not the best, it's in terms favorite, of conditions. Yeah. Is it ever choppy there? I mean, yeah, of course. Like, you'll have days, but like in Orlando, it's kind of like if it's under ten, like it's going to be nice out. Mile like an you're hour good. Winds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like on the Delta, like t- if it's like fifteen miles an hour wind, like you'll still be able to find something nice just because like once you get in the air like yeah a little bit wild but like as far as like water conditions go like it's super good like but then once it gets like windy it'll kind of funnel through everything Mm. and then kind of get trash but like it's by far like it can hold up in some bad winds like it it's by far like the easiest place to get good water like because it's so big too like if one side if one area of it's windy you can probably like drive 30 minutes if you really want to like we would never really do that because like there's so many different, stru- like, slews. Like, one will go straight, and then one will go this way. So it's, like, 
one of those is going to be gonna good. have to be good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and like you're talking half mile, mile long slews. So it's like you can get a full set in with just a down and back and you're like wrecked. You yeah, know? I so. bet. And is it's, it's pretty popular in terms of wakeboard boats and wakes. Yeah. Surfers. I mean like in the summertime, like it can get wild. Cause it's just like probably like five wakeboard boats, just like following each other all with a rider. And it's just like, it can get pretty wild out there. Like at the weekends, we definitely like would either go out super early or like super late or just not go out because yeah. like the middle of the day on a Saturday in July is like, Oh, it's, hectic. you're going to get into some hectic situations. Yeah. It's a liability out there. How narrow it is. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you're a West coast kid and you're now in Florida. Yes. Contrast those two different cultures. Um, contrast the different cultures. Okay. So like, it's just a little bit different. Like, California is just like a little bit more just like kind of like chilling but also like when you're going to ride it's a more of a process like you have to you go to the gas station you go to the boat you go you put the boat in and it's like you're riding like at that time it's like a little bit more just like planned out but also just like you kind of got to be like more on it because you need more people you need one more person than normal to go ride because you need somebody to hold up the flag you kind of need a crew like it's a you need everybody to be on board because there's just not as many riders there when like here just at my house like we have like eight people there all the time like willing to go ride the boats on the water right there like most of the time you could probably just like get gas after you go ride and so it's just like you can be like oh yeah let's ride at 12 everybody gets there at 12 and it's just like uh let's just go at like five like i don't know just like because it's not nice right now and then you should like go out at five like when it's nicer yeah so it's just like it's a lot easier to wakeboard here but making the decision to come here is still like the hard, like the hardest decision I've ever had yeah, to make. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. And still like the like, I'm still like not hundred percent like sold on my choice. <laughs> you know, like I love all the boys here and everything that's going on. Like it's so amazing. But like making that switch was like the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Like I was 18 and it was just like I didn't like I I needed to, but I didn't like necessarily want to. So what do you mean by you needed to? For, for some people who don't understand. Well, okay. So I'd been coming like when I was 16, I started coming to Florida for like the three like harsh winter months. Like I would come like, you know, like December, like November, December, January, and like go back to uh, the Delta in February because that's when Josh would start to ride again. But like, I felt like I could still ride here. And then when I was 18, it was like my third or fourth time, like going back, like coming back here. And then while I was here, I got like, I was about to go pro and like I got picked up by Ronix and I was like doing like a bunch of stuff out at Lake Ronix, like helping out and like had gotten introduced into Ruck and like Ruck to this day has been like a huge help of mine, like huge inspiration to just like see the way he navigates the industry and like all that he's done for the sport, like is huge. And so I felt like being able to be with all the Ronix crew and kind of learn from them was going to be like a really cool experience. And as far as like, it came to like wakeboarding as much as I could. I felt like I was going to be able to wakeboard more in Orlando, but like what I, I was like, I was just like what I was leaving behind was like, so like, you know, like insane. Cause like when I was 12, like Josh, like don't know what he saw in some 12 year old kid, but he was like, Oh, this kid's going to be good one day. And like, like his family took me in like, and just like, rode with Josh every day. He's literally taught me like everything I know how to do on a wakeboard. Yeah. Like sec like front roll, heel side three sixty, like those were like the first the building tricks, blocks. Like yeah. the building blocks. And so it's <laughs> like I knew like 
me coming to uh, Orlando was going to be like really hard for him to just like be able to wakeboard every day because like that's one less person in the crew. It's a tight crew, yeah. Well, it's just like so hard to ride because it was like most of the time like it would just be me and him like we wouldn't even have a third and so like I knew like it was going to be a lot harder for him to ride and so it was just like such a hard decision for me to make like he was super cool about it like he didn't say like he was like yeah dude like do you like it's all good like I don't care like you got to do what you got to do and like he was super cool about it but like to me it was just like a really hard decision like I like I definitely like I cried on the phone when I called his dad I was like dude like I'm not coming back like thank you for everything but it was just yeah it was it was a weird time and still like it like inside it's just like was it the right move like morally you know like it's hard to like understand like whether it was right or not but I'm obviously it worked out for me but like as far as for like the west coast things go like who knows yeah, yeah, I mean, do you get back there decently often? Or yeah, I mean, like, I was line? back there for Scumline quite yeah. a bit. So that was, like, sick. And then as soon as I, like, I felt so bad. Like, as soon as I told them I was not coming back, I got invited to X Games and then moved back out there for three months to, like, have them help me and, like, fill my X Games part. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, ba- bang, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, like, bailed. Thanks for filming, guys. Yeah, thanks for filming. <laughs> so it was just, like, yeah, like, that was, like, moving out here, like, definitely, like, a wild change for everything. But, like, you know, it all works out and, like, very – very stoked on where I've ended up. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so you did get picked up by Connolly or CWB. Yeah. What age was that? And were you just getting boards or what was that? Yeah. Yeah. So the Connolly deal was just, just boards started when I was 12. Like they were always super good to me. Like whenever I needed product, like they would get it to me. Like there was even a couple years where they were like special making me like smaller boards that they didn't even get. Like, yeah. Like, they made like a 136 reverb and then like didn't have any other smaller sizes. And then they took away like the 131 like pure that I wrote. And so there was like, it was either like a 125 kids board or like a 136. And yeah. I was like, yo, like I'm small. Like I need like a 130. And so like they just like started making me like 131 reverbs. And then like a couple years later, they like put it into production. Yeah. But there was like two years where I was just riding like it was sick. It was just an all white board. And, like, Josh's boots were white and black, so it was just, like... That's a sick it, setup. Yeah, it was a sick setup. Okay. Um, so, we'll, we'll talk about Ronix in a little bit, but were you on Fox as a, as a young grommet, too? Yeah, yeah. What's um, that like? I got picked up when I was, like, 14, uh, just, just close, and it, it was sick. Like, you know, like, Todd Hicks was the TM, and he <clears throat> he's a rad dude. Like, super nice guy, like, super genuine, like, always, like, always just, like, down for the cause type of thing. And, uh, yeah, he just hooked me up. Like, Josh was on Fox, so he, like, Josh definitely had, like, a lot to do with yeah. that. But, yeah, it was awesome. Like, I rode for Fox for probably, I think it was, like, three or four years. And then they, unfortunately, like, cut their wake budget, yeah. so there was no more. But that'll happen. Fox did have some sick riders back. Oh, I some mean. sick riders. Yeah, I mean, they had Josh. They had uh, Rusty. Rusty was on, yeah. They had Bob. They had, they had like, Dieter Humpsch and stuff, too. Like, he was sick. Reed Hansen, like. They had, they had a they had a full on team like yeah. it was they had a sick crew like yeah um that here to stay at it I, I was talking yeah. to Trev and he was saying that seemed to be kind of a turning point in your career in terms of getting quite a bit more attention to your riding oh for sure like Trevor like making that edit like helped me out so much as far as kind of like putting my name like out into the scene a little bit more because like that year I was like doing good in the junior contest like I think like that was my last year in juniors so like I won a couple events and like was doing some stuff but I hadn't like really done anything crazy or I was just kind of like 
had been around for a while yeah. and then that summer like I progressed quite a bit and we were able to like film and like I had some ideas with the, like the video how I wanted to do it and Trevor was able to like film that for me and I was super stoked but on it's a great that. song yeah yeah that, amazing that, song oh yeah so that's another thing I've stolen from Josh <laughs> you stole I stole Jungle Nicotina? From, yeah, I stole oh. that from Josh. Like, I had to ask him. Because, like, it was, like, coming down, like, the video's, like, done. But, like, I had no song I wanted to use. And I was, like, yo, like, are you actually ever going to use this song? You've had, like, three full-length parts. And, like, it's yet to be used. Yeah. Like, are you going to use it? And he's, like, well, like, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, his brother, Jer, was, like, ah, oh, dude, just, like, let him use it. It's fine. Like, he's earned it. Just let him use it. And he's, like, all right. Like, I guess you can use it. And But, like. I definitely should. I preed on that song. I should have saved it because, like, it's a hard song and like, but I was just way too. I young. don't know, dude. I it fits young. that that edit. Yeah, super yeah, no, it fits well. it. Yeah, it fits it good. It's super sick. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's definitely like I was. Young. It, it goes hard though. It goes hard. It like, and goes I definitely. Hard. Yeah, I was maybe a little. I don't know, but yeah, stoked on the edit. The song was cool. Definitely could have maybe found something else, but like, it, Trevor did a great job yeah, like editing great to edit. that song and like unreal part there yeah like, yeah um the ending sequence you did four front nines yeah back to back to back to back how many tries is that um <clears throat> so we've it was a couple tries because we had a couple of difficulties like the first time trevor came out to film it um he forgot his camera <laughs> 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 or like something like he couldn't use his camera i don't know what he forgot so he had to use like uh, i think it was josh's camera which was like a very similar camera, but like as far as like the stabilize the stabilization and that stuff goes, it like wasn't working out. And so like I remember just like he was like, All right, well, like we'll just like try it. And like he hadn't filmed with this camera yet. So I just like got up and I just like did it. And I was like, bang. And first he, was, like, try. he was like, Yo, I missed it. Like that was like I botched it. Like this is just not gonna work. And so I was just like I was done. I went off on him. I was just, <laughs> like, just some like seventeen year old punk dude. I was just like like so mad. And I was just like, yo, like, can't believe you forgot your camera and, like, all this stuff. I just went off on him. I was so pissed. And then he brought his camera, and I think I, like, like couldn't do it the day that he brought his camera. I was like, like, just, like you couldn't like, put it down. I couldn't put it down. And then I think the next time he brought his camera out was, like, the last time we were filming for the video. So it was, And I still needed to get, like, and, like, he's coming out to film, and I had just learned, like, the double cab, too. So it was, like, I had, like, a bunch of tricks that I wanted to get, and I was like, my last chance like oh no but then i was able to like get like i was able to like i don't know how many tries like it took that day yeah but, but you got it done that day got it done that day and then like the double cab as well so like it all kind of worked out which was sick okay but yeah that's a that's a good part good ending you gonna do it with back nines next or oh, switch toe back nine man that one that one's gonna be hard i don't know if i can do that I think switch. you could. I think that'd be a good uh, ender in La Familia the movie. The switch toe back nine. Yeah, that, well, that'd all be four back to back. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the switch toe back nine. That'd be the hard one. That's so. That's you, okay, in that one. situation, do you do that first? Do you start off with switch toe back nine? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to. So to save yourself all the effort. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to go like toe back, switch toe back nine, toe back nine, heel back nine, switch heel, heel back nine. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, yeah, the switch heel back nine might be a little hard to do last too, but. You just have to you go pick one or the other. Yeah, I know. Um, we'll talk about La Familia in a little bit. All right. Um, but I was talking to Trav Robinson, and oh, for those who don't know, he's a he's a rep for sales rep for for Ronix and Great guy. Radar. Great guy. Great um, guy. Hope he's watching right now. He said that you know you guys went to the Table Rock Mastercraft reunion. Probably been to a few actually. I have been to a couple. Um, of those. How many autographs have you given out there? Uh, a couple, not as many as I would like. Just two. 
I think I've given my maybe a couple more than two, but definitely around the five number. Okay. On, yeah, autographs. Yeah. Um, there's a, a ski show in Minoka. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Minoka, Wisconsin. Um, Trav has a fond memory of you getting chased down in a pontoon boat full of girls. Underage girls. Yeah, that was. So that's why you're running away. Yeah, yeah, we were running away. Yeah, that was that was definitely a weird moment because it was just like, I think probably like ten or twelve, like sixteen year old chicks yeah. and just their dad driving the pontoon boat after our boat. And I was like, this is super What do they want? Weird. Like an autograph or a they picture? They just wanted my Snapchat. They wanted oh, my Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's like, a, I don't really know what you want me to do. We're getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like 18. So, you know, it wasn't like the worst thing, but the, you know, still I was like, all right, get me the Midwest. They like to. Dude, it's different in the Midwest, man. Yeah. No doubt about it. I um, love to drink. It's a great time at a bar there. Well, the summers are short, so they, yeah. you know, pack it in. Fair enough. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, what is involved in being a pro wakeboarder these days? You know, you're kind of in the, I wouldn't say the height or peak, but you're in the thick of your career right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. What's it like balancing boat shows, product shoots, social media edits, video parts? I, you kind of just like learn as it goes. Cause it all like slowly like happens more and more, right? Like your rookie year, like all I did was like contests and a couple of demos with Ronix. And then like, you just kind of like start to slowly get into the groove cause everything has their season. So it's like, January and February, like, I know, like, I'm going to have a couple boat shows, but, like, my sponsors don't really overload me with that many boat shows, which is kind of nice. Like, normally I'll do, like, three, four, maybe five boat shows, like, which isn't that many, you know, it's only five weekends, and, like, I don't mind boat shows, you know, just, like, kind of get out of town, it's the middle of winter, and you haven't really been traveling much, so it's, like, kind of nice to just, like, go to a boat show, kind of get everybody stoked on the summer that's to come, like, try to sell some product for the dealers, and just, like, you know, just, like, try to keep hyping it up and then once summer comes along like you're pretty just like contest and film like heavy just like trying to ride as much as you can and just like just trying to film and like do all that and obviously like if people want you to go do demos like I love doing demos in the summer like I have such a good time at demos. really it's like yeah I have so much fun like on those things like because like normally you're like with like other people who want to have a good time and so you're just like hanging out like teaching people like how to wakeboard, how to wake surf, just like doing all that stuff, like, which is like really fun to me, just like showing people the stoked, then you get to ride, like they get stoked on that. And it's just like demos are sick. Like I think it's really good for the sport and like I have fun doing them. So like I try to do those quite a bit. But So what do you mean by demo? Do you mean you, you go to a dealer just for some people who are not familiar with what a demo, what does a demo yeah, I mean, look like? Yeah. And so there's a couple of different ways to do it, right? Like sometimes it can just be like you and like me and Trav, like we'll go to like board shops in the Midwest and like you just kind of go like the mid the board shop kind of will like either bring like their customers in or just like put some stuff online like however they want to promote it that like me and Travis are coming to town and then you go out on the boat show them like just free boat day pretty much you know like you come ride for free wake surf wakeboard like do whatever you want to do just try to show them a good experience and then at the end of the day like you just kind of go home and then normally like just kind of like go to dinner with like the board shop people and like you kind of just like chat about the industry like what's going on or like, you know, you can just like show up like the other week I was in Oregon with Lifestyle and I just kind of like rocked up. I rode like once or twice, but it was just, I was just chilling on a flotilla. Like they were, they were serving burgers, beers, you know, we were just kind of just like all chilling. It was like a owner appreciation day. So oh, sweet. yeah, it was just kind of cool. Like kicking back, doing that sort of thing too. Just like having, having me there. Like it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, if anyone doesn't believe like the, the boating water sports scene is alive, Go to a demo or go to like a 
flotilla or oh, go to a flotilla. They go off. People, yeah. people still, yeah. People like to have a good time on the water. And, and people still sick. love every like aspect of wakeboarding and wake surfing and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. It's a very much so lifestyle thing, and it's a hundred percent. It's like, cool. That's what's so cool about it. it's like people in the like the boating industry. Like if you just show them like a good experience and a good time on the water, like they're hooked. Like yeah. it's such a fun and so easy to get like hooked into. So it's like. I don't know. You can't beat a good day on the water. Yeah, you, exactly. A good know, day just, on the water, you cannot beat it. You can't that's, beat it. Yeah, that's it. Um, what What would you say is your, I mean, this is kind of a, a goofy question, but your favorite and least favorite aspect of being a pro wakeboarder? Well, I mean, my favorite part, like, that's easy. It's just, like, being a pro wakeboarder, right? Like, it's yeah. what I've wanted to do since I was 12, and, like, just to be able to do it, like, super grateful for it because it's, like, it's not easy right now to, like, get paid and do stuff to, like, actually, like, be able to be self-sufficient from wakeboarding mm -hmm. so just like very grateful and super stoked for that but my least favorite I don't think I've ever thought about that least favorite part you know it might just be like with how fast everything's progressing okay. dude I gotta learn new tricks every single day it seems like <laughs> to stay like on top of my game it's insane like all these like people just there's a lot of good wakeboarding going on right now yeah. like I don't, I don't want to get left in the dust like or like being creative on a wakeboard right now for me is like a struggle like I don't really? know like yeah like I can like think of like tricks to add 180s onto but I can't think of like ways to make it look different like I'm like ah, how am I going to do this uh, other than everybody else like everybody seems to like be doing different stuff and I'm like ah have you thought about going to the flats I'm gonna leave that for my boy <laughs> he's a big sender and uh, I'm a I I don't think I could do it man like He's he's a beast, like dude. The stuff he rides away from, I like, blows my mind. It's it's there's nobody right now that gets me more excited than him on a wakeboard. I bet, like it's unreal. Like I swear, half his set, I'm just like standing in the middle of the boat, just like oh my god, <laughs> like going so it's big, insane, dude. Like he sends it. So, um, I guess for some people that are wondering the technical questions, like what do you ride at rope length, speed, all that stuff. I ride at 22 miles an hour, 75 feet behind the boat on the X-Star. Okay. So, yeah. Fully loaded. Yeah, fully loaded. As 22 flat on the X-Star is, like, the money speed for me. And what would Ulf ride at? He is rides at 23.2. Okay, so bumping it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, he, yeah, he bumps it up, and I think he's at 77 feet. Okay, so even yeah. further back, too. Yeah. Okay. You know, just more beast and everything. Just inching level. towards Randall back there at, what, yeah, like yeah. 100 feet, 30 miles uh, an hour? Randall, that's, I think it's... I think it's 92 feet at 28. Jeez. That's water, that's like water that. ski territory right it's there. It's insane. Like, yeah, watching Randall rides. We'll talk about so, Randall a little bit. Yeah. Um, power rank these five water sports. I asked something similar to Gunther. Um, okay. I just kind of want to know your take on this. Yeah, well, I, so, don't, I didn't hear Gunther's answer. So, well, we'll, we'll be able to compare and contrast. So, power rank these five wakeboarding, wake surfing, kneeboarding, wake foiling, trick skiing. Okay. Well, like, worst to best or best to worst? We'll start with one. Okay, like, best, best. is wakeboarding, for sure. Number two, this is where they're, they're all kind of the same to me. <laughs> so two through five, just tie. Yeah. Tie for second. Two through five, okay. Um, I'm going to go with foiling. It's two, okay. That's, that's a good two. I personally think foiling's hard. I suck at foiling, and, like, I'm not going to lie, like, watching uh, Luca and Gunther, like, do some of that stuff on a foil, like, grub, like, it kind of does look pretty cool. Like Noah does some go, crazy like, shit, yeah. No, Noah yeah. does some wild stuff, actually. Yeah, yeah no, completely forgot about Noah. Like, they do some wild stuff. It's hard. Like, 
riding a foil is kind of hard, so like, yeah. I'll give it to them. And then number three. You got wake surfing, kneeboarding, trick skiing. Well, yeah, it's kind of. Trick skiing is just want to be wakeboarding, right? Yeah, I mean, well, trick skiing is kind of fun. I got to have some fun trick skiing. I'm not going to I think lie. it's pretty hard. I, I think I'm going to put trick skiing third because it's just like as far as fun level goes for me. Okay. Like I would rather go ride a trick ski than a kneeboard and a wake surfer. Fair. So probably put trick skiing there. And then I'm just going to go with wake surfing than kneeboarding. You know, kneeboarding to me, I think it's gnarly. Like what John Hale does, <laughs> dude, is insane. Like unreal. I just, for me personally, like what I want to do out on the water, I, my I knees be would break. There. Like, yeah. I just don't think I could even sit on a kneeboard. So I don't think I could either. Like, even with the little bump. Mad respect to what that man can throw down on a yeah. kneeboard. Like, have you seen some of that yeah, stuff? Yeah, dude. He's, like, he's an animal. There's this thing at Terminus he did, and he hit, like, the safety of a feature, and the cable must have been going, third, like, 40K or 45K or something. And he just boosts to the end of it. I mean, he eats shit, but, like... Yeah, but he sends it. How do you it's just like, send it on a kneeboard? I feel yeah, like I you have no control. Yeah, I know. Zero control, <laughs> but, like, oh, uh, yeah, no. Mad respect to what he does. No shade on that, but that's yeah, that's the order for me. Yeah, there's only a lot of pain involved with the kneeboarding, I yeah. imagine. Um, uh, let's talk about the Pro Wake Tour. Okay. So, I guess... If you can put it to words, run through what the PWT is like nowadays. So, I mean, so unfortunately, I never got to experience. Like, I got to experience it as a spectator when I was younger. So, I guess I can. That's my only like, like opinion. But nowadays, it's definitely a lot different, right? Like, it's not a lie that like we're not seeing like as many people at events as there used to be 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, which sucks. But um, yeah, I mean, like. I still, like, have fun doing it because, like, as far as, like, the contests and, like, all that, it's kind of, like, still the same as far as, like, the competition. Like, yeah. you got to be on top of your game to win, and, like, you got to do all this got stuff. Got the best of the best there. Yeah, it's the best of the best, like, still. But um, as far as it goes to, like, the hype of being at an event, like, yeah, like, it's – we're trying, like, to, like, figure out, like, what the best thing is to do to, like, get more people at the events, right? But back in the day, it just looked so much fun, dude. Like, they had a beer garden. They had just – so many people with like chicks were everywhere like uh it just looked like it looked like a sick time and it'd be really cool for that to come back but right now yeah it's just kind of like you go to the event you compete and you come home type of thing like yeah. we like to like try to make the most out of it and like have a good time at the event and like do everything we can to like make it a little bit more of like a vibe yeah but um and so we'll see like what happens there but because we have fun, like, at events and stuff. It's not like... Yeah, I mean, you like, watch them a lot familiar. It's, yeah, it's, like, we have fun at wakeboard events. Like, it's not like, oh, we're going to a contest. Like, we try to make it fun and have a good time, so... But it definitely looked really sick back in the day when, like, it, there was just huge crowd and, like, all that stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I know growing up, like, that was, like, a huge factor for me. It was just like, yo, like, look at all these people. Imagine being one of these guys. Yeah, I know. Right now. Yeah, yeah, you're famous, but... So, do you sign up, or is there a qualifier? Because there's, what, how many riders are there? So like on the pro tour, yeah, um, you you have to like sign up, but it's different, right? So the top eight riders from the year before are pre-qualified onto okay. the tour, and then the day before the first event, there's like a qualifying day, and the top eight from that day are on tour for that for that event. Okay, and then it's like the top fourteen riders after the first event, you're pretty much like guaranteed a spot on tour for the rest of the year, and then they take two wild cards to every stop. So it's a 16-person event, but... Is there, so there's a qualifier at each event to get those two wild cards no, in? No, it's just oh. kind of like whoever, like, wants a wild card or needs a wild card. Whoever they think, like, 
you got to sign up and then like if you okay. get chosen as the wild card okay. that they like choose you so like it kind of depends it kind of like protects people like if they were like hurt for an event or like they like are, like we're going to somebody's hometown and they're kind of like a local pro or something they can yeah. ride it in okay. as well like they give it gives them a couple different options okay that's that's i was just always curious at how that, yeah. that worked out um what's it like to finally get that first pro tour win Dude, it felt pretty good, my man. Like, I've been wanting a guitar for a while. Like, this was, like, the first, like, year going into the season where I really was, like, wanting a guitar. Like, I know I've wanted one for a while, but, like, this year I really, like, wanted to, like, actually get one, you know? And so, like, to actually make it happen, like, I was super stoked, you know? I mean, especially coming off of, like, like the event right, like the event right before that, I thought I was going to get it but my mind was just like not right that day I was just not stoked and like that just wasn't the right day for it I guess you yeah know? and so like I ended up just like riding bad and like just got in my own head like that was complete like mental malfunction that day I just got super down on myself like middle of the final what, so, what do you mean like it was well like I don't know like well I'd ridden quarters didn't ride great in quarters but like made it through and then I rode in semis didn't ride great in semis but then like I made it through and then I was looking at the final, and I was like, all right, like, it's kind of like there's me, Sam, and Kai, and then it's kind of like nobody else. It's like, like, anybody could win. Like, there's a lot, like, but there was no Corey or Nick or, like, any of that. Like, it was just kind of like, whoa. Got like, out for the season. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So it was just like, like, who's going to win this? Like, like right now, like, like not Very well could be like, me, right? Yeah, now. like, very, like, it should be me. Yeah. Like, I was like, I could do this. And then, like, I watched Sam ride. Like, he rode pretty good. And then, like, I went out to just do, like, a basic pass to just like get something on the board because the conditions aren't great there and like i fell like on a toe back seven like second trick and i was like or come second trick on the way back and i was like yo like what is going on like i'm falling on something different in every single pass like i was just like getting super frustrated yeah. and then like jamie rode like jamie rode pretty good but like uh jake palat like killed it actually and we were like holy shit like, jake he's gonna win like this yeah. is sick but you get two runs and then everybody goes again but like like, in between my first and my second run, like, Massey tried to come up and, like, hype me up, and I was just, like, not feeling it. I was just, like, yo, dude, like, whatever. I'm just, like, ready for this to, like, be over almost. Like, I know I'm not about to go ride good. Like, yeah. I can't ride good at this site. Like, I don't know what's going on. And so I just, like, fully got in my own head, and, like, of course, like, first trick on the way back, like, I fell, you know, and, like, shouldn't have, like, KGB5. Like, but once again, it was something different. Like, I was just super mad that day. Like, it was just, like, a weird day. Head game. And then... Yeah, and then Jamie Huser, like, went on and, like, laced up a pretty nice pass, like, worthy dick. Like, he got it done for those conditions, I guess, and took home his first win. So, like, shouts to him, because I don't know when the last time a rookie won an event was. So, yeah, like, that know. was pretty impressive. Like, you know, with, like, all things considered, like, he still he still got the dub. So kind of sucks, though. Sick. I mean, not to put words in your mouth, but, like, a rookie comes in and wins in the conditions where it's like, well, shit, I, I very well could have could have won that day. Like, yeah. But I've had a lot of those days, you know, where it's like, oh, if I would have landed my last trick, I would have won. But it's like, second and third place 20, time, 20. But... Oh, I'm so good at second and third <laughs> place, man. But yeah, you know, arguably it could be it could be said that it's harder to consistently get second and third rather than win. Oh uh, well, that depends on who you ask. Because it's not me. <laughs> I think you know, huge respect to like all the guys. Well, I'm just saying, you go down and put a out. pass that's good enough to get second, but not good enough to win. You do that on a consistent basis. I'm just. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, enough. <laughs> but you do come back after that Georgia ride or in Ackworth or whatever in that um, second stop, get the win. Um, you're going to play smoke on the water on that guitar or, or what's the plan with that guitar? Uh, yeah. So I'm not very like gifted musically. So, you know, uh, I don't think I'll be playing the guitar. Maybe, 
somebody wants to come over and teach it's a wall hanger but yeah definitely gonna hang that one up or see what i do with that one okay let's uh let's talk about wake fest we touched on a little bit earlier yeah yeah um is that your favorite event of the year uh yeah i'm not gonna lie that's yeah that's my favorite event. i thrive at that event i don't know what it is about just being at fish lips or something like the live music and like the whole vibe just like gets me going like i don't even listen to country music but i know a lot of it just from like growing up and everything but like first whenever i get on that d floor of fish lips man i know every single word to those songs like i thrive like i i have maybe this year i had a little bit too good of a time like i didn't really like focus on like that there was a wakeboard contest going on i was just like wake fast to get away i'm on vacation yeah you know like it's so much fun like because there's not much pressure you know like Obviously, like, a lot of money is on the line. Yeah. But people just want to, like, be there, have a good time. And, like, for me this year especially, like, I won it last year. And going into, like, this year, I was like, well, like, of course I'd like to win for sure. Like, twenty five grand is a lot of money. But as far as, like, the wakeboarding economy goes, like, there's other people it could go to and, like, just benefit them as well. And so, like, Wolf getting that this year, it was, like, the perfect fit. It was, like, it was just perfect, you know? So, like... In terms of he could, it's like, going to help him a lot. Oh, it's going to, yeah, the yeah. money is going to help him so much. And so it's just like so cool that they do that event and like not somebody that normally wins, wins that event, right? Like we've had like Kai's first ever win was Wakefest. My first ever win was Wakefest. Ulf's first ever win was Wakefest. Gunther's first ever win on boat was Wakefest, really? I think. I okay. think so. I think. I'm pretty sure. Like. 50 grand. First, like, big pro win. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his first pro event, like, pro boat win was It was Wakefest. 50K, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he got 52. Yeah, he got 50. So, good for him. But, yeah, like, there's been a lot of people, like, Ollie DeRome won one year. You know, like, a lot of people. Names that you wouldn't Yeah, exactly, hear. which is sick. So, it's, like, so awesome that, like, they do that event. And, like, it also comes with just, like, an insanely good time and good people. Like, yeah, yeah it's probably my favorite event to go good to. Good event all around. Um, so, you did win in 2022. Or last year, I guess. Yeah. This year, Ulf won. Yep. Um, so we were talking about the format of this contest earlier. Yeah. Very unique. What, what yeah, is the format? Six. So, I mean, there's 16 riders normally, give or take. Like, sometimes there's more, but that's normally, like, what's around. And they draw your name out of a hat to pick the order. And uh, then they put you onto a houseboat where, like, you can't, like, hear, like, what's going on outside, really, because you're in a houseboat. And then they just, like, call your name. You go out back of the houseboat. You get on a jet ski. You get pulled out to the starting dock. Maybe you'll see the rider before you go. Like, maybe. If not, like, whatever. So, like, you're kind of going into it. Like, you have no idea what's going on. You either got to, like, play it safe and put four down or send it and try to land the four hardest things you can do and know if you land it, you win type of thing. And then you get one try at a four-trick pass. If you fall, you're done. And... You go out there, and once you're done, you just hop on the flotilla and start drinking with the fans. Like, it's sick. Honestly, I love that. I oh, love it's unreal. It's, quick. it's so cool. It's quick. It's the guys easy. are going to send. Yeah, and it's almost like, it's kind of like, there's only like, they're only normally between like two to three guys on who could have won. So it's not like everybody kind of knows like what's going on. And like, the results don't come up until like 8.30 that night, right before you get your check. And really? So, it's like, yeah, so no one has a, nobody has any idea because nobody won. saw anybody else ride really either. 
Exactly. So there's a bunch of different, like, you'll have, like, three groups of, like, oh, no, I think he won. But it's like, oh, no, but he won. And it's like, you kind of just got to talk to the people that saw all three of them road. That know like, what they're talking about. And who who do you respect as a judge the most, like, out of those, you know? And right. it's kind of go off of that. So, like, this year for me, like, it was easy because, like, I rode, like, fourth. And so I got to watch everybody go. Like, I rode terrible. Everybody else before me rode terrible. So it was like, all right, like, who's going to win? And then, like, nobody was putting down anything. Like, it was crazy. And then Noah Wildman put something down. Like, wasn't, like, anything crazy. But I think he did, like, a heel nine and, like, a couple things. And, like, he put down four tricks. And it's tough conditions, you're saying. Tough, super tough conditions. Yeah. And, like, but he put down four tricks, and there's, like, seven riders left. So it's like, whoa, okay, like, what's going on? But, like, you still know that there's, like, Nick left to ride, and then there was, like, Wolf still hadn't ridden yet, and then, but, like, there was a couple, and, like, Luca hadn't ridden yet, but there was, like, it was, like, yo, like, me, Massey, Kai, like, um, like, JKP, like, there's a few riders that are sitting in the water right here. We're all out. We're yeah. all out. Like, we're not have a chance, so it's, like, just, like, crazy, and then, unfortunately, like, Luca, like, fell second trick or something, and just, like, didn't really work out, but then Wolf goes, and just, like, does those four tricks i'm like losing it like i have like because like i have like a full cooler like on my lap and like one of these floaty things i like fall off the floaty but like my leg still hangs on so i'm like underwater like freaking out like it was just a sick moment and then nick rides and like you know laced it up and we we're like all right what's gonna happen like so what was your guys reaction on well the float tail to those two runs by the time like between like between them riding and me riding it had been like probably like a solid hour so I was a few beers deep by the time. So Couple my judging, I, I had a very strict opinion on what I thought. And Which so was? I, I thought just, like, the send of going to the flats in those conditions, like, it was just insane. Yeah. Like, it, it just, like, it just got me so excited. Like, just, like, what it did, like, it just gets me so pumped up. So, like, for an overall impression event, I felt that Wolf's overall impression on the judges got them more excited then, like, I thought Wolf's four tricks were more exciting to watch than um, Nick's. Yeah. So, like, technically, Nick did have, like, a more, like, technically, like, difficult, like, run. Like, if, if wakeboarding was scored in points, yes, like, Nick would have won for sure. But it's not. So, it's, like, because, like, you could arguably say that, like, Wolf's tricks were more technical, too. Because, like, he did a toe, side, a toe side trick to the flats, like, insane. And then, like, rewind and back five to the flats are, like, two of the hardest tricks to do the flats because you're landing blind and the mm-hmm. takeoff has to be good. And so it's just, like, going that big and just, like, being that different. Like, we haven't seen a contest with people going to the flats, like, without, like, like obviously, like, Harley and Nick will go to the flats, like, once or twice in their run. But, like, a full run to the flats hasn't been seen since, like, Dean Smith, yeah. you know? And so it's, like, it's actually insane. And, like, the only person to do it before that was Randall. So it's, like, to actually do difficult tricks to the flats is just, like, such a rare thing to see and when it actually gets like put down in a pass where it's like actually scorable it's like you just got to give it to that it's Mm -hmm. just like such like it doesn't happen often enough right and so it was just like yeah like in my mind it was just like wolf's gonna get it just because it's like we're at wake fest they want to see you send they want to see like they just want to see you go for it and like really just like do some do something crazy you know and he did, so it was sick. Yeah, so they respect the send at, uh, at Wake For Fest. sure, yeah. Like Definitely they, yeah. some controversy around that one. Yeah, I, be understandably, to to like, honestly, like, other very, I, understandably so. Everyone's going to have their own opinion on it, for yeah. sure. And, like, yeah, like, the judges in the, ju- the judges in the boat did what they thought was right. And, you know, I mean, 
that is what it is. Like either, either way, way, it was a good time. We love love seeing riders go to the flats. So it definitely should be rewarded more so than it what is. What do you think? What, do you, what who do you think should have won that? I mean, I guess I don't know what the judging criteria was. I feel the overall like impression. That's that's, that's how tough. every contest is judged. That's tough to overall me. impression. So I think Nick's run. We were talking about it a little bit, but like you said, the bobble on his tantrum, double tantrum was yeah. was pretty heavy. Like well, a, the, I, well. So what I said was, I think like so. Wolf had a bobble on his back five, but his back five was so deep that I don't know if like the judges actually saw him bobble or yeah. if they just saw him land and then cut in again for a cap seven, but. So I'm not sure on that. Like, I think from the boat, like, um, Nick's double tantrum looked a little bit sketchier than it does from, like, the drone angle. Yeah. Um, and I think that from the boat, Wolf's back five doesn't look as sketchy it as it tough, does from the drone angle. So it's like, we kind of maybe need to see, like, the boat angle. Because I think it, like, may be a little bit different. Just okay. because, like, obviously in flat tricks from the boat, just, like, that's where you they look the best from. And so it's just, like, that's kind of what I said, you know, I, like... Nick's double tantrum wasn't super sketchy, but I think it was just like a little bit more sketchy than it, the drone man- than angle it makes it first. Look, yeah. But yeah, and so it's kind of like he kind of got like screwed both ways there because it's like from the boat, his double tantrum looks a little bit sketchy. And from the boat, you can't see that Wolf's back five is sketchy. So he kind of got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, no. yeah like I, that kind of like sucks. I'll but. put it this way if Wolf stomped his run, that's the easiest dub in that I've ever seen. Like that that run easy. is amazing. Easy. So I you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't a judge there. Didn't see what they saw. To be honest, probably Nick. But no, I'm like, not in love familiar. I'm, so yeah, I no, know, no, I know. get it. And like obviously, like Gotta have a little bi- bias, I am biased. Know? Like I am biased. Like either way. Like, I want to see him like just because of like just everything that he's like they go through, like, you know, like those boys, they they go through a lot just yeah. to like be able to wake up. Oh, hundred percent. And so and it's like the fact that like it was just cool to like see him like get some get some chatter for what he what he works for 100 you know? percent, and like, that was my main i thing. don't think there's anyone out there that you could say that doesn't like watching him ride oh i so i don't think there is like you, I, you put me in that boat with a couple couple brews you know in my yeah, belly you're gonna you're I'm gonna, probably gonna lean towards yeah. the guy that's going to the flats i don't know yeah i know it's just like especially like also like the, the fact that like obviously that event's worth like an insane amount of money but it's also like has nothing to do with any of the overalls and stuff like that so sure, it's, it's just totally like, independent it's totally independent and which i think is really cool because it's like less stress and it's just like kind of just go out and send it type of thing and so like obviously but it, then again like if you're only going to win one event like that's the event you want to win like i always said like if, if i'm only going to win like one wakeboard contest i want it to be wake fest and 100 so it's like it, it, you know a little bit of controversy here and there is good for the sport so exactly it's, it's, keeps people keep involved. the people talking you know yeah keep them involved um when you won in 2022 how's that money come is that a check is that a bag of bag of uh, i think for everybody it's different i think i think everybody has gotten it in a different way I like i'm not that. sure um for me I got a bag of cash, which was sick. I think Gunther did it. He said Walmart bag. Yeah, so Gunther got half of his in cash. Okay. But Gunther got well, 50. Well, 50K would be yeah, Gunther got unreal. Um, I know Kai got a check because, but they're Argentinian. And so, like, they just transfer that to Argentina. Like, they take it to Argentina. Is that pesos? Uh, Argentinian pesos, yeah. That's a lot of Argentinian pesos. A couple million, I think. Oh, I guess I don't know what that what I can get you. but A lot. <laughs> like, like oh, a, oh, good like, exchange. So, in November, like, we went to Argentina, and I gave them 200 bucks USD. They gave me 58 grand in pesos. Okay, and what can that, what can that so get So that's you what I'm about grand. to tell you. I was there for 10 days. We ate out every single meal. And I'm talking, like, 
we're getting like three to four empanadas and like a beer or so with lunch and like eating out for dinner, like living nice. Like, yeah. you know, like, like if anytime you go to a gas station, like you're getting a Coke and a couple of things inside. And then like, we went out one night and we had like bottle service and like, I never, nobody ever got their credit card out. I was there for 10 days and like eight nights we were chilling and I got to the airport and I still had like 10,000 pesos. Wow. And so I spent like, like 190 bucks or something like that. And like, you're living like, like I was, yeah, I was living nice. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like, we weren't eating like at super fancy restaurants or anything like that, but like the food was unreal. Like it was, and they like hooked us up too. like, I didn't have to pay to ride the cable and stuff like that. What was that cable down there? Uh, pa- uh Pampa. Is that the one with the big boat? The, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the twins like is. the twins like they they like work there and like their dad is like a part owner in it or something like that and so like they just kind of live out there and the Harris Bros. The, uh, no, no. Uh, oh, the yeah, Ulfen okay. uh, Ulfen Kai twins in yeah, yeah. We got Ulfen Kai in Argentina. So yeah, it was cool to just like go out there and like yeah, it was. But yeah, it's so yeah. No, that okay. money there good like, exchange rate. Yeah, Keep that goes far for them for sure. Um, I guess the ten percent rule. I'm sure you always follow it, but do you even need to follow it at Wakefest? Um, no, no, that just happens at Wakefest. It just happens like very that's what easily. I, that's what I like, yeah, no, that that happens pretty fast. Ulf definitely did his ten percent this year because he normally Wakefest is on a Sunday, and so normally the party like isn't that. Oh, good. like the event itself is on a Sunday. Like yeah, like the shootout is on a Sunday okay. normally, and so like you kind of just like everybody that's like partying kind of like kinda only home. parties Saturday night. Yeah. But, like, we'll all stay there and then fly out Monday. But this year it was on Saturday. So we, like, there was a massive crowd, like, biggest crowd yet for, like, the awards and stuff. And, like, it was. Sounds like Saturday's the move. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Like, we were very stoked to see that it was on Saturday. Love it. I think we should dive into some video parts now, um, which you've had a few of. Um, I want to know how you approach filming a video part. So you have a trick list. How do you you plan it out? Yeah, I mean, like, every time, like, like when I was doing, like, the Here to Stay video, I kind of, like, knew what tricks I wanted to do. I didn't have, like, an actual, like, trick list or anything. Like, I knew I wanted, like, the 4-9 line, like, as the ender. And then everything else was kind of just, like, what I had done up to that point just because, like, I hadn't made, a, like, any edits in a yeah. while. And, like, I would learned a lot of new tricks. So I just wanted to, like, put all those in an edit and get it out there. And then as far as it came for Scumline and... uh real wake like yeah you have like a full-on trick list and exactly like what you want to do and whether that like full trick list like the full trick list never gets fully done like unfortunately like you just can't knock off like as many tricks as you think you can especially you like, probably got some heaters on there too that you're your yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah you your... know yeah yeah exactly like you know your mouth's a little bit bigger than you can chew or whatever they say but you know so like kind of just like comes down to like what you think you can do and like you, like, try to, like, get, like, a hard trick. Like, I always try to get, like, my hard stuff, like, early on because mm. then, it like, you know, like, a little less pressure. You know you've got some hard stuff in the bank, and then you can kind of either, like, keep sending or, like, kind of just, like, get some clips. It gives you an option, like, if you're not really feeling it or, like, if you're, like, if it's windy or something, like, you can be like, oh, let me just go get, like, something a little bit easier going. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, filming Scumline was, like, a huge learning process for me as far as, like, I didn't really, like, take into account, like, how hard it would be, like, filming or, like, filming on the West Coast for, like, a whole movie, right? Like, I had to fly out there every time and just, like, like, the hospitality out there was insane, you know? Like, they did, like, whatever I needed to do to, like, ride good and everything, but it's still, it's just, like, it's just harder to ride on the West Coast. It's a little bit colder. It's 
like we were driving like an hour to go ride every day and it's just like it's just not the same you're just like your body's not as loose it seems like like I don't know it's just like it was just like a little bit harder and like I kind of like blew it on a couple trips we had just like like we'd go on like a film trip like to a different lake and I'd be like all right like I want to get this trick here but it's like a trick I've never done before and I'd spend like pretty much the whole trip like not getting a clip and then it's like all right like let me just like go do something like I can at least get like something on this trip and so it's kind of just like learn to just like kind of save your bangers for like the home spot where like you know you're gonna film the most at feel super comfortable and then just like when you're at like a nice scenic place just like get some clips you know like it's a movie like not everything has to be like never before seen or never been done which is like hard for me because I'm like oh people don't want to see me do like 360s or anything like they just want to see some crazy stuff so it's like that's always like hard for me to like wrap my head around but I definitely learned a lot and like very happy with like how my scum line section came out but definitely like had me like wanting more like kind of like I definitely feel like I could have put together like, really a better part like I'm stoked with like Trevor did double, such double a good ender job. wasn't good enough for you well no that was cool to get but I definitely have a couple more trick tricks. wise you mean they I got really close to but I was never to like put it down and well, so, we'll, we'll save those for yeah yeah hopefully I can get movie. hopefully I can get a couple for the we don't want to hear those yet no no, you the, uh, no, no those are tight to the chest but um, um so you lived at Trevor's house though you're saying he said you lived in an RV. Yeah, Trevor. yeah, yeah. How so long Trevor was had that for? Well, it was just like it would just be for like a couple of weeks at a time, okay. and then like it was just kind of like I just kind of used that as like my second home kind of thing. Like if I had like any free time, I would like go out there. Or if I had like like I would like go out there in between contests sometimes, or just like kind of like go out there and then go to a contest. Like kind of just like whenever it worked out yeah. for everybody, because like he's busy in the summer too, and so like we did a lot of like our filming in like September, October for that. Like we got a lot of clips then. Like, when there was just nothing going on, I think I was out there for, like, a month, like, a year and a half ago for that. And so that was really cool. But, yeah, I mean, like, just traveling, like, for, like, a video part is definitely harder. Like, yeah. a lot more stressed, you know, especially, like, there's just a lot going on. It's, like, you're in a time crunch, right? Like, you can't just, like, oh, I'm not really feeling it today. It's, like, you got to go out and try it. And it was it was definitely a struggle for me. But it was definitely eye-opener and like thanks to all the boys for putting up with it and like getting through it because definitely you know not every day is rainbows and butterflies when you're filming a movie you know like it gets to a point especially later like the later it gets the more stressful it gets because it's like you have clips so you can't just like go ride and like get something you know like you got to go out for something specific and like going out and like hitting double ups like for something specific is so much harder than just like riding chilling and then just like hitting one double up and like getting lucky and landing it, you know, yeah. is like, cause you like off, you're like going off the flow and like you're hyped and then like, bang, you get a clip. Like it's so much harder to like go out and just like get a clip. Cause you don't get to like start like the flow or anything like get hyped and then try something. Like it's just like, you're going out there to like get it done right then. And yeah. So it's just harder. And I feel like there's a lot of time in between double ups too. I mean, I don't know how much I don't really ride boat or hit double ups, but in between each double up hit, how long? I mean, I was probably waiting like, I was like just like being super conservative with it like I would like hit a double up and then get on the back of the boat we'd idle down and then hit another double up just to like save gas just like make sure the, the water, water was good calm. yeah just like make sure every double up was like a good double up instead yeah. of just like like banging them out quality is better than quantity when it comes to like hitting double ups like if you hit double ups and like are trying to get a clip like you're either going to get it within like the first like four or five double ups or it's going to take you like 50 double ups like there's no like in between yeah. for me and so it's like 
most of the time, like, I'll know. Like, for me as a double-up rider, like, if I don't get it in the first five double-ups, it's not happening that day. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've had anything, like, take me. Like, I've hit more than five double-ups trying to get something for sure. But then it's, like, the next day I'll go out and get it, and it'll be, like, within the first three double-ups. Mm. So it's just, like, it kind of just depends on the day. Got to know yourself, feeling. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, how'd you find out that you're going to have ender part, but it's basically two enders back-to-back? But how'd you find that out? Um, well, it was, that was kind of like my goal, like filming the whole movie is like, I okay. wanted a two song section. Like I wanted to like get a lot of clips for it. And like, I knew like if I'd like the tricks, like if the tricks that I had, like on my trick list, I kind of was like, this would probably get the ender. Like I wanted like the opener or the ender section, yeah. but we kind of knew like the way the whole movie was going to, cause like Trevor told like a story with the whole movie mm-hmm. kind of. So it's like, I kind of knew like before, like we even started filming, like the whole, like the way it was going to work out it was like Trevor and Josh were going to have like a shared opener to kind of like bring everybody into it. And then eventually they had their own sections and then it was kind of going to come down to like me at the end, like the new, like, or like the younger kid yeah. and just like the more like Sandy stuff. And like, cause like in that movie, especially like, I know like my style with like Josh and Trevor, like those guys, like it's just unmatched, like what they can do and like make look good on a wakeboard. So yeah. it was like, I just knew like with this movie, like, my way was to just like be a little more technical side of things and just like do it like that. Like obviously try to make it look good, but just like definitely throw a couple more hammers mm-hmm. in there because we kind of needed it. And uh, just like having Josh and Trevor there is just like, especially if I was going to be after them, like I'm not gonna be able to do the same tricks as them because they're just gonna make it look really good. So uh-huh. I just have to do like different stuff than what they were trying to do. So it was setting up for you to get the ender, but you still had to put still it had, Yeah, still had to get the clips and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely like, the layout of the movie was kind of like I think like that's kind of how Trevor had it planned was for me to have the end. Yeah, but, makes sense. Yeah, it flows super well. Obviously, if you have not seen Scumline, you're blowing it. But give it a watch. Put it in the put it in the description. <laughs> um, do you know what an over under is? Oh, and gambling. Betting? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, over yeah. under how many tricks you had in that part? Forty four and a half. Did you have more than forty four tricks? Do you know the exact number? I know. The, oh yeah, I know the number. I went through and counted. Okay. Under over 44 and a half. Yeah. I'm going to go with, are we talking different tricks or just clips? I guess. A clip of you right, okay. doing a trick. Clips of me doing a trick? Yeah. I have no idea. So it was pretty much like a song and a half. What it ended up being. It was like, mm-hmm. what, like three or four minutes? Probably. I'm going to go with under. I think under. So I said it at 44 and a half. Because you had 44. 45. You I had 45. 45. I figured it was either 44 was, or 45. You had 45. Because if you said 44 and a half, I figured it was either one it's of those. It's close. Um, All, right. All right. How many of those tricks weren't grabbed? Oh, I don't think. I think I probably grabbed every Yep, one, you right? did. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think. I remember trick specifically, question. like, in dog days, there was only one ungrabbed trick in the whole movie, and it was me. Two in the back five in the friend section. So, like, I got some shade for that, like, from all the boys that I had the only ungrabbed. So, I'm pretty sure, like, that was definitely, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd do anything now either that's, like, ungrabbed. I don't Oh, the wakes are so big. You have enough yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well you have enough it, time. You know? Yeah, you might as well grab, like, I think it just, like, puts me, like, for me, it puts me on the right axis. Like, if I grab in the hmm. beginning, like, it just, like, sets, sets up, up right. the trick. Yeah, it's, like, a, almost like a setup. Okay. Uh, I went through and watched because I was, like, did he grab the 10? I watched it the first time. I was, like, wow, he grabbed every trick, I think. And then I was, like, no, there's a 10. Like a front 10 yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the second song, I think. Or maybe it's the end of the first one. I don't know. I was like, did he grab that? And I was, yep, did. So, zero. For the Grab Matters podcast, that's a uh, 
Yeah. That's a, that's a banger of a guess right there. <laughs> 45 tricks that are grabbed. Um, in terms of full-length videos, um, you're a younger guy. So full-lengths aren't really as much of a thing as they used to be, obviously. Unfortunately. In terms of all board sports across the board. Um, wh- what importance do you put on those longer edits, whether it be 10 minutes or you know 45 minutes? In, in the culture, in the industry. I think they're all, like, super sick. Like, huge respect and shout-out to, like, anybody, like, filming sections, edits, like, movies, like, whatever it is. Like, even if it's, like, a three-minute video, like, it's what we need to just, like, get it out there and just, like, to, like, it's what we all like to do, you know? I mean, like, it's just, like, different. Like, putting together, like, something that you're proud of in a couple of minutes is really hard to do. And so just, like, like shout-out to everybody that does it because I think it's awesome and, like, Definitely nowadays, it's more just, like, for yourself and, like, for, like, the industry, I guess. But I still think, like, that's, like, the type of rider I am. It's just, like, I ride for the industry, you know? Yeah. Like, I just like to, I don't know, just, like, make an edit. I think it's really cool because it shows, like, who you are almost, not just, like, what you do on Instagram and stuff. It's just, like, you know, whether it comes to the song choice and, like, your trick selection all that stuff, like, just kind of shows who you are and it's a little bit different piece so yeah like just shout out to everyone that does it because it's fun it's hard it's not easy and yeah. it, it helps legitimize i think uh, an industry and a sport as well because yeah. if, if wakeboarding had zero movies and zero parts it would be kind of like it's just well yeah it's just what, like, what are we doing here guys where, where do you yeah yeah what's going on it's yeah. just be, like where's the where's the peak riding happening in the film yeah exactly like stuff? you got to be able like there's always going to be edits that you can go back to that are like five years old and they can still like Stands like if oh. you can make an edit like to stand the test of time like that's like you've done it yeah right? that's how like, you did it. like all of Raph's parts today are still insane and they're like ten years old right like, it's insane so yeah. like to just be able to make an edit that can do the test of time is a huge shout all right out. you just brought up Raph uh, speaking of goats well I guess there's only one goat but what's it like riding with Randall in the boat oh it is unreal randall is the nicest guy he is so cool like i've never felt like intimidated by him or like anything like that like randall's always been super nice to me and like just been like a total like total g you know like he's a gangster and when like i don't really like when he's in the boat like yeah you're definitely like trying to be a little bit more legit like when you do your tricks you're trying to land bolts. you're just like (laughs) trying to land bolts like make sure like you grab everything like the 10 probably isn't necessary when he's on the boat. Just, like, do a cool seven or something, you know? It's just, like, just make your sh- make your shit look legit, I yeah. guess, when he's on the boat. But then you go and watch him ride, and, like, it's insane. Like, he'll just, like, go out, like, not even, like, touch the second wake. Just full send. Like, normally it's, like, a toe-back three or, like, a fat, like, tail-back one or something first trick. And it's just, like, are you kidding me? Like, how old are you, man? And, like, you're still just, like sending out yeah. here like no vest just like just a uh, total g pure just riding pure riding beautiful um so when he rides is the whole crew kind of like i feel like i don't know this might be kooky but like does it kind of quiet down and everyone's like okay randall's riding i mean he's kind of yeah no no, no no definitely like i mean because like he just like he doesn't come ride that often you yeah. know and so like when he does ride it's a it's a gift right and yeah. so it's just like everybody's watching nobody's like as far as it comes, like, when you're in, like, the driver boat, like, if you're driving, like, yeah, you're not really fucking around. Like, you're, like, it's hard to keep it straight. Like, when I towed him during Scumline a couple of times, and I was, like, this is so hard. Just because he's edging so hard. Edging so hard, and, like, riding on, like, on the Delta, it's so narrow. Like, it's so easy to, like, put him into, like, if he, like, like if he does a trick right now, like, he's going to land in the other boat. 
I didn't think about that because yeah, it's so narrow. narrow, So it's like the chase driver, you got to be on it. Like tow driver, you got to give them enough room to edge out, but like still leave enough room for the chase boat. It's like it can get a little hectic, but it it works out. Yeah, such so such a pleasure to watch him ride in video parts. I couldn't imagine what it's like in person. It's insane. Um, Let's talk about Real Wake 2018. How did that opportunity come about? I got like just blessed. I guess like I don't know. Probably like one of the more, like, under-deserved, like, invites to X Games. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I, like, I think – I don't even know if I had, like, competed in a pro event yet, and, like, I was competing in X Games. So yeah. it was, like – like, I just got hooked up. Like, I remember – I think, like, Bob got, like, hurt or something, and uh, uh, Mastercraft ended up hitting me up and wanted, like, me to be, like, one of their riders for that event. So they hooked me up with a boat on the West Coast in X-Star – and paid for all my gas which was huge like because like the budget for x games is like all right you get like five grand but like paying the filmer paying the help like you know like paying for everybody five grand goes quick yeah five grand goes very fast so like to have them pay for gas was huge you know so like that was insane but i'm not yeah just i got a call from i think it was parks or somebody like just asked me if i wanted to be in it and i was like i mean yeah of course it's a wild call yeah wild call so (laughs) I was, I was stoked, like fully like hopped on it, but it was definitely, it was cool. Like it was the first and the last time I've ever ridden a winch. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about that. Um, you're, you were primarily a boat rider still. I mean, you've ridden park, obviously you've hit spots in, in real wake, but why did you decide to, to do any winching and street riding? Uh, well, I mean, we just like, I'd watched like all the X games before that. And it was no lie that like the street, like the, uh, winching, like, got scored better in real wake like dowdy put together probably to this day like the most hectic minute and a half video of boat riding like he did everything like i don't think any like there's like i don't know if any edit could top that right thinking off the top of my head like he did everything like so many tens he did a 12 like he did everything 12 off the wake 12 off the wake yeah Yeah, like toe 12 off the wake like it was insane and like he didn't even podium so it was like well I'm gonna. I gotta have boat riding in it, but like, I definitely have to have some winching in it too. So yeah. it was just like, let's go. Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of a calculated decision. Yeah. No. No. Like, it was 100. percent It was like, I'm gonna have more boat clips, but I think it was like, all right, you need like around like just under like 15 hits, like whatever it is, like whether it's boat or winch. So it was like, I think I had like six or five winch spots, something like that, and then the rest were boat. But yeah, it was probably five or six i mean yeah so that oregon spot yes yeah, so that was the first time i ever rode a winch yeah i'll put yeah. that clip in yeah that's a it's a pretty heavy i mean i would say it's a very heavy spot for your first time winching you'd expect guess, a little ledge yeah. or well, something well yeah maybe. i mean like but also i didn't really know it like i didn't know what i was getting myself into right like i didn't realize like what happens while you winch right like i got like my winching experience has been like I just got like blessed, right? Like no bad falls, no kickouts. Like, winch never, doesn't explode. Winch, I, I have never been kicked out of a spot. I, every winch spot I went to, I got a clip and I never got rolled. So it's Must like, be nice. I just, I've called it a quits after that. It was just like, I'm hanging up. Like I <laughs> did what I needed to do. Like definitely like it takes a while. Like it's a process for sure. But like, yeah. And, like, my winching, like, I didn't do anything crazy either. Like, the things like BP, Gunther, and, like, all yeah. these, like, kids yeah, yeah. are doing now, like, is insane. Like, the technical stuff, like, they're doing, like, 
actual like 270s on and stuff like that like i don't think i did more than like a board slide on or anything like that so it's like yeah i don't know if you spun on to i didn't spin on but um you did have that huge back 50 on the concrete ledge like before the bridge oh yeah the rail did the boys think that kicker was gonna get you up there Oh, the concrete talking, ledge. Oh, the concrete That's ledge. Oh, yeah. No. So that that spot was pretty funny. So that spot's like in the middle of downtown Bend. And uh, um, it's actually like a veterans memorial bridge or something oh. like that. And uh, there was like a pretty big tree in the way. So we went at like 4 a.m. and cut down the tree. And then like we're like waxing up the spot and like all this stuff. And then like the tree like got like stuck and like started like fucking up like the dam and like all this stuff. Cause it didn't go down. It got like caught on these ropes and stuff. We never really like worried about it, but we were just like, all right, like we got to like get this going. Yeah. And so we set the kicker up and it was just like, all right. Like I never really thought about it. Cause I was like, Oh, kicker place to land speed. Good. I'll be fine. Winching's like, easy for me. I, get, I don't like, get slammed. Yeah, at this I point, I hit like four spots already. So I was like, I'm good. Like it'll get me up there. Like I just, we built this kicker. It's, it's good. And but yeah, I guess like after the fact, Trevor told me he's like, dude, I did not think there was a chance you were getting up there. <laughs> but yeah, I only hit it twice. Like I did like a fifty-fifty in like that late stale off on the first one, and then I think I tried like a stale front three and like just realized that there was like no chance it's a on huge that huge drop, huge drop. Yeah. So like I realized there's kind of no chance, and we're like, all right, like let's just get out of here like before anything happens. Yeah. So like got pretty. Lucky I mean, there. the the yeah. cool part about that club is how high you go up on the kick. Yeah, no, so exactly. spinning out yeah. like sweet. Yeah. But- Exactly. It was just kind of like just land because like yeah. yeah the drop was pretty landed it clean. Yeah, called day. So you didn't? Did you practice any on the kicker? Like practice hit the kicker, or did you just go right for it? No, I think I hit the kicker once. Okay. Yeah, That's and then say. Trevor was like, "I don't think you got it," and I was like, "I think I got it. Like I just need to. I'll, I'll be edging out of that one. I just hit it like because I just like hit it straight Rode on. Because there's no way to like edge and like because like the difference between edging at a kicker and hitting one straight on is like at least a couple feet of sure. pop. So it's yeah. like, and my mind was like, all right, like I got like a three foot wakeboard on like. All I need to do is get the nose. Like, if I just, like, go into it like this, the worst case, I'm going to, like, wall ride. Yeah, and then pop port side wall ride and then so, yeah. get to the water. Like, yeah, so that was that was fine. Like, definitely worked out. Like I said, dude, I, sh- I got blessed. Like, Winching's easy for Ty. Um, how many, well, actually, speaking of easy, maybe not easy, how many tries was that, the the pool that you built to the rail, and you did a front 50, back three? Yep, yeah, uh, so that... Winching is not easy. Um, <laughs> that was like the second or third spot I hit. And it was like, we found that like the same day as like the Oregon spot, but I wanted to hit the Oregon spot first just because it was a little bit more mellow. Yeah. But so, yeah, we spent all day. Like it was, did Trevor give you the number? Cause I think it was you like said 40 or 50. I think it was like 47 tries, I think. Yeah. And it was like, I landed it probably like 10 or 15 times, but it was always like land and then like that, like, butter slide like hand drag to stand up thing yeah and i had been going at it all day like no like like no food or anything i think it was like a six or seven hour like deal like like the drone battery had died the second angle camera had died um like i think trevor said like there was like one or two tries left on his like either sd card or his camera like it was just like or like we were like the day was getting over like the first like beginning clips like the sun is behind the camera and then by the like by the actual shot, you can see like the sun is like on the other side of the bridge. Like it had been an all day. Props thing. to the boys for hanging out there. Oh, I know. Well, like it got to like thirty five tries, and Trevor comes up to me, he's like, "Yo, like how are you feeling?" And I was like, "I'm kind of dead, but like I think I can land at bolts." He's like, "Well, 
you're not going to be able to wakeboard tomorrow. Like, I already know this. Like, your your legs are going to be toast. So it's yeah. either you power through now and get the clip or we just kind of call it a day and, like, it is what it is. And I was like, nah, like, let's just, like, power through. Like, Some let's see what happens. Right yeah. And so I just, like, yeah, no, huge veteran advice because I was, like, kind of ready to call it and try to get it, like, tomorrow. Yeah. And he was like, you're not going to be able to ride tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, like, you're probably right about that. And so, you know, just, like, drink, drank a little bit of water and, like, kept trying. And finally, like, he was like, all right, dude, like, this is pretty much, like, the last try. And I was like, all right. And just, I don't know what happened. Just happened to be, like, bolts. Yeah, like, it was perfect. sick. Like, I was so stoked. And then, yeah, like, went to dinner that night. Like, had to be carried out by the boys because my legs started cramping up at dinner. And, like, like as soon as we got done, like, I couldn't, like, move my legs. Oh. Like, they just, like, cramped up. And, like, I was in so much pain. Like, it was so – it was, like, the Dang. weirdest thing. It just, like, no water. Just yeah, mad dehydrated. dehydration. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it was – that was a – that was a wild one for sure. Um, the last part we're going to talk about in the next games, unless you have anything else you want to talk about, the the ender, the double mm-hmm. bump. Yeah. How many tries was that? Okay. So actual tries, like commits, I think it was like four, three or four commits. Okay. But the amount of double flips, it was about, I'm sure Trevor told you, I think it was, I did the, the first day we pull up, you know, we're driving like 45 minutes to the spot. I did double flips all day long, like, trying to get it. Didn't even commit on one. I think, like, I did, like, 40 doubles in a row without falling. Jeez. I think we counted, like, the amount of, like, through the whole double mob, I think I did 120 double cabs, and I fell on two. And there was, like, three or four cab rolls. It was just, like, my double cab had never been more consistent. But I was just such a bitch. Like, I would not commit. Just totally would, psyched out just, on Just, like, it. totally, like, I just, like, don't know what I thought. Like, I was just, like... I don't know, like, I just, like, and then I tried the first one and, like, got kind of close, and it was, like, all right, like, whatever, tried it again, and, like, it was just, like, this is, like, I think this is, like, the third day of just, like, the first two days, like, I didn't commit at all, and it was, like, all right, like, we're going back the third day, because, like, I, I still, like, thought I could do it, and they're, like, all right, like, this is our last day to try it, though, like, you have to, like, and this was early on in the filming, but, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to, like, this was going to be the ender type of thing, Yeah. and so then, like, I tried it, like, the third time, and then, like, didn't get it or something like that. And I was like, I'm done. Like, whatever. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, this trick isn't worth it. Like, I'm over it. I'm tired. I just want to go home. And so, like, we went to, like, lunch on the water. And, like, uh, Josh and his brother were, like, talking to me. And, like, Jer, like, Josh's brother, like, actually was like, he's like, dude, Ty, like, you got this. Like, just, just go out there one more set. Drink a Red Bull. Just, like, try it. Like, try it one more time. Just commit one more. And I was like, all right. Like, I was so mad. Like, I didn't even want to get in the water. I was like, all right, like, I'll try it. Like, whatever. Like, we're here. Like, let me try it one more time. And so I tried it, and I landed it, but it was, like, sketchy. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, edged up the wake and did, like, a switch toe back one into the middle of the wake. And so it was like, okay, I landed it, but I that's not usable for X Games. Like, this sucks. And so then, like, probably, like, 20 more double flips later, like, but it was the next commit. I, like, I ended up getting, like, the clip. But that was a just a mind struggle. Like, so many double cabs. Like, an insane amount. And then I literally flew out, like, that next day to a contest. Wow. Fell on a double cab in the final. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used all of them up. <laughs> I used them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's, like, just a mental battle. Because once you start doing enough of the double cabs, or, or double flips before you do the double mob, you're, you're in your head. It's like, oh, I, I should have tried head. it already. Yeah, I know. I'm just it, doing it, these yeah. double flips. I was just doing double flips, but Trevor was just like, dude, like, well, if you can do the double flip, you can probably, like, at least try the double mob. And, like, 
in my mind, it was like, he was like rather watch. He was like, when you do a cab, we're like, I don't care. But like, when you do a double cab, it's like, just do a 180. Just like, just like, like, and I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like to me, like just didn't add up. Like I was just like trying to wait for like the perfect double cab. And like, I still do at home. Like it takes me forever to do a double move at home. Yeah. Like, well, it's but, a very, very technical trick. I mean, super but, hard. Yeah. No, that trick took a lot of sets or just a lot of mind going on because so many double caps, dude. <laughs> um, let's, is there anything else you want to talk about on the, the real wake part or, uh, not really. It just, it was, that was a cool experience. Like once again, thanks to Josh helping me out, driving me that whole time. Like Hayden yeah. Berg was, Second on the cam, helping out, flagging, doing whatever, brought the good vibes, you know, like what, having the boys there is huge. What place did you get? I got third. Third. Yep. Okay. Still got that bronze medal. Yep, got, yeah, I do. Would you run it back if the opportunity presented Oh, for itself? sure. A hundred percent. And you'd yeah. winch or? Um, yeah, no, I would have to winch. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably have to start riding cable again, but yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would have to winch. Yeah. I mean, like you can't like, I'd probably like, yeah, only I would probably do like strictly double ups and winch. I was to do it again. There we go. Like, but who knows if I actually get invited, what tricks I actually do. <laughs> hopefully you do. Um, if it happens again, which hopefully it does. Yeah. Um, speaking of park riding, I think this is probably a good time to talk about the injury you had at Lake Ronix. Yeah, yeah. Let's, park uh, riding's taking me out a couple times. <laughs> just let's run through that. Run me through that. that so uh, just Lake Ronix, yeah. So we're out there, little, like, we were just kind of hanging out on the dealer cable. Uh, there was, like, a bunch of little groms there, like, their families. We were doing, like, a... Ronix like Grom day and like the system two broke and we're like all kind of just like hanging out and I was like oh like I'll just go ride the jet ski on some rails like it'll be fine like was riding the jet ski uh like b-dog was driving like Massey was filming and stuff and we were just on the back and just like decided to hit like the fun box the opposite way and like when I ollied on like the jet ski rollers because we were hitting it like on the outside like kind of like moved the box and like I obviously like didn't have the best line so, like, I went over, and, like, the fun box has, like, a wall on the other side, you know, like, of the kicker, and just, like, landed, happened super fast, like, let go, and just, like, bang, just, like, ran into the wall, and some people might not know, like, I don't ride with padding in my vest, so I don't even actually think I had a vest on. Like, I think I just had, like, a shirt on or something, and I just, like, thought I, like, broke my ribs because there was no, like, cuts or anything, but I was, like, super winded, like, could kind of barely breathe, so, like, the boys, like, got me to shore, and I was kind of just, like, chilling, I was, like, oh, like, I think I'm fine, like, it is what it is, and then, like, I, like, had to piss really bad, but, like, I couldn't piss, so that was kind of weird. Something's going on. And then, like, Massey, like, took me, we were, like, all right, like, let's just go back to, like, the main house and just, like, kick back, and, like, on the way to the main house, I was just, like, yo, like, I think we should just, like, go to the hospital, like, I'm in pretty good pain. So, like, we go to the hospital, I'm, like, walking in, into, like, the hospital, and I just, like, puke all over the floor, like, as soon as I walked into that thing, because I had, like, a concussion, too, and, um, and they, like, brought me in. They're, like, what's going on? I was, like, oh, I just have, like, pain here. I'm pretty sure I just, like, broke my ribs or something. And then, like, they, like, were feeling around. And then, like, they were just, like, oh, like, might be a little different than this. And so, like, I don't really know. I kind of, like, blacked out at that point. But I, like, transferred hospitals. I had to get a couple x-rays. And then, like, put me into, like, an immediate surgery. And uh, they were, like, I remember, like, right before I go into surgery, the doctor's, like, yeah, so, like, just heads up. Like, you might wake up with, like, a bag and, like, a tube hanging out of your stomach, like, and I was like, yo, no, like, whatever you do, that is not the plan here. Like, I need to be, like, stitched up and ready to go. Like, I, like the season's about to start, man. Like, I'm not about to go through none of this. Like, you're going to zip me up, and I'm going to be good to go, homie. And he's like, all right, like, I'll try my best. But, like, 
no promises. Like, if this doesn't work, we're going to have to, like, it's going to be a lot more brutal for you because, like, he, like, explained some stuff. And I was like, no, no, just zip me up. I'll be fine. So, like, they go in there. They had to, like, take out, like, 14 inches of my small intestine because it, like, cut in three different spots. So it was just pretty much I had, like, just, like, shit, like, flowing into my body. And so then, like, they stitched me up. It was, like, all good. I was, like, in the hospital. And then just, like, you know, kind of, like, recovering. And then, like, they have to, like, stick it there, like, Went, like since I didn't want the bag, they had to like stick this tube like through my nose and like down my throat. It was like crazy. Like I was like, supposed to have it in there for like 24 hours. I think I only had it in there for like five hours. And I made them take it out. Yeah. I was like, you guys got to take this out. Like this is doing nothing because they were like vacuuming all the stuff out of me. And they're like, no, it has to be in there. And I was like, look at like it's all out. Like it hasn't gone up in like an hour and a half. Like everything's gone. And they're like, no. And I was what, like, you mean like blood or internal bleeding or like what? No, just like shit that was in my stomach. Like oh, food. And like, oh, so they're like, emptying it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it was like, it was like, it was like internal bleeding too. Cause there was blood and stuff in there too. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, yeah, they just like vacuum it out of me. And so it was just like, that was a nasty process to like get all that done. And like, yeah, it was just kind of weird. But then like three months later, I was good to go. Like made it back for the first event. And like the first like few like events I was doing pretty bad like yeah. wasn't fully back but then I was also filming Scumline during that time too so it was just like it was a really weird time like to like start filming a movie because like I wasn't completely healthy till like 75% of the way like through the movie wow and so like it was just like yeah it was a bit brutal but like there was no like head game to get over the injury which was kind of nice you know like yeah I was never worried about anything or like because I knew it was just like once I'm like good to go because there was no like timeline it was kind of just like when you're good to go, you're good. And so they gave me, it was like three months to return to like normal activity and then six months to like be like fully normal again. But like I took like three months normal activity to be like my normal activity. We're good. <laughs> so like I like went hard in rehab for like, cause it was like, it was like two months of like bed rest and then like a month of like rehab. Yeah. And so it was like that month in rehab, I just like went pretty hard and then like got back and like was good to go. But like definitely came back like earlier than I was supposed to, but like everything was all okay. good, so it was fine. What was the official diagnosis, or when you went in? Do you remember? Um, I think it was just like, I mean, I think I just like it was like small intestine tear or something like yeah. that. Like split your insides. Yeah, yeah, erupted small intestine, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. If, if you wouldn't have gone to the hospital, did they say what would have happened? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have woke up. You would yeah. die because yeah, you go like, do you know what going into septic is? Like You're basically poisoning I, yourself. Yeah, yeah, inside? I was septic okay. at that point because like yeah, I was like I had like all the shit in my body was like flowing into my body. So yeah. it was like, if I would have went to sleep, like I wouldn't have woken up. Wow. That's yeah. Like that's why they put me in like immediate surgery. Cause it was like, yeah, I didn't have like many hours until like my body would have like got infected and just like yeah. went yeah. into shutdown. Yeah. Cause I, I was like puking blood and stuff like in the hospital. And like, it was like, it was like a gnarly six days in the hospital. Cause I was in the hospital for six days, Jeez. just like chilling. Yeah. Hospital food sucks. I was ready to get out of there. <laughs> you didn't have Massey bringing some Chick-fil-A or something? Dude, no. So that, dude, for three weeks, I wasn't allowed to eat hard food. It was like, you pretty much go back to being a child, right? Because, like, you're, you have a brand new stomach. And so it's like, 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 to this day, like, I still, like, I'm lactose intolerant now. Like, I used to, like. Oh, that's a bummer. I used to crush milkshakes and ice cream and, like, yeah. like a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's on the couch easy in one sitting. And, like, now it's, like, not even a thought. Like, that would suck. Like, yeah, so bit well, of change there, but yeah. I mean, you're alive, so that's good. Yeah. Um, you said you had other other injuries from the park. Oh yeah, so at Odub one time. Um, we were like, you know when Odub had that kicker to wall ride? 
The, oh, the the big one? Yeah, the kicker to the wall ride. Well, the wall rides are like half pipe thing? Yeah, yeah, pipe? yeah, okay, yeah, 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 the yeah. Yeah, kicker to quarter pipe, sorry. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so like they had like, it was like the kicker, but they also had like the kicker that had the rail on the side of it. And so we would always like mess around with the kicker to quarter, like it was pretty fun. And then like, I don't really know, like we were just like with all the boys and I like went to like, went on switch to the rail to just like hop into the quarter pipe and just like didn't pop and just like got pulled straight into the side of the quarter pipe and like cut my like just below my knee like to the bone and then like my knee like I fully thought I blew my knee because like Luca was behind me he like let go he's like yo you all right and I was like just like chilling in the water I was like yo dude I just blew my knee like for sure like I felt it go and he's like all right like let's get you out of the water and as he's like helping me out we're like he's like yo like look at your leg and like it was just like cut like to the bone like gnarly and so like Parker Swope's dad actually like beast mode like came and like carried me from the shore into the back of his minivan took me to the hospital like what a beast and then like like it was just like nothing ever happened to my knee like it was fine like I just got like stitched, like yeah I just got like stitched up and I was good to go in like four weeks but like I got an x-ray like after I got the stitches because I was like my knees blow like I felt it blow yeah and I got an x-ray and like there was like all of it was like sore but like nothing tore like I guess, like, what had happened, my my knee, like, fully dislocated and went back in, like, while I was crashing because, like, one foot ejected and then my right foot stayed on. So my board was just, like, doing these ones down the quarter. And I guess, like, it dislocated and went back into place, but nothing tore. Like, pretty lucky. Yeah, very. For, like, a knee to dislocate and not tear anything is, like, super rare. So I was, like, super, like, stoked on that. Like, when I got the results, I was like, oh. I'm good. Sweet. Like, let's go. Stitch that baby up. Yeah, we're yeah, go. we're good. Yeah. Um. So park riding in general, is there a future there for you at all, or? Is it- I mean, like, I think park riding's dope. Like Massey and like Massey shreds and like obviously like Trent and Gavin, like they kill it and like all those guys like on the park scene that are like really good. Like they shred. Like I love watching their rides. Like I watch like all like the live stream events. Like Wake to Well had like a sick live stream. Like yeah. that was sick to watch and stuff. But I'm just like. I don't really know what to do. Like, I feel like whenever I like go to rails, it's just like, all right, like, yeah, I could do like a 450 on 270 on and like do all the stuff onto the rail. But it's like, I feel like I just have no, like, I'm almost just like lost. Like, I don't know like what's cool. What's not cool. I don't know what to do. And it's like, I don't like feel like a kook, but it's just like, it's just not where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'll go send some kickers for sure. (laughs) Like I'll go have fun on the kickers and like, I'll try to do like fun stuff. Like, I just like to, like, press on the rails, like, just try to do, like, more mellow stuff. Like, I don't really get gnarly on the rails. Like, I'm not very good at cable riding. Like, definitely, especially, like, the last time I rode cable, it was a big wake-up call. I was like, yo, I'm not good at this anymore. Like, this is terrible. Because, like, when I was younger, I'd go to the O-Dub all the time with Gunther. Yeah. Like, we would go shred all the time. And so I was like, I would get okay at it. But then by the time summer came, I would just, like, only focus on boat. And it was, like, a cycle of that. And now I just, like, don't even ride yeah. it. It's just hard, like. Now I live, like, 45 minutes away from O-Dub anyways, so it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not my not my forte. I'm just not not very good at it, and I got hurt twice on it on something I don't get paid to do, so it's just, like, my sponsor like, was just kind of like, yeah, like, maybe we don't ride cable. <laughs> Let's back off on the cable a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I mean, cable moves fast. It's It's been moving fast. I feel like you're talking about Trent and Gavin. And oh, the progression's insane, like, yeah. If you're not doing it all the time, it's you, you can get lost out of what – Oh, yeah, and it's, like, they're doing so much creative stuff that's, like, just, I'm just going to let them do it and watch it because I think it's so rad, like, during the product shoot, like, watching those boys, like, just, like, get creative and build all that stuff is so fun to just, like, 
be a part of and watch and not have to hit it. Be like, oh my God, is he really going to hit this? This is gnarly. You know, yeah. like huge respect to all the cable riders because they send it and it's it's hard out there. Yeah, I, I think that helps kind of goes to show also the the craziness that, that Gunther and Raph and a lot of people who have done Dude, all yeah. three disciplines, it's insane. It's insane to be at the top in all of them, let alone like at one time, like Gunther and Raph have done, like it's insane. Yeah. Like you get, it's a different breed for sure. All right, let's uh, – before we talk about La Familia, let's talk about just some some sponsors. So we were talking about Connolly. Um, I feel like there's probably not a whole lot there that we didn't didn't touch on. Um, but I, I think switching over to Ronix, how did that opportunity come about? That was, you know, just gift, right? Like, I just got done on the junior tour, like, kind of did everything I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to go pro the next year, and Connolly had pretty much told me straight up that there was nothing they could do for me. And... Um, it was kind of like a hard expo for me because it was like I was going into pro. Fox like told me at expo that they were getting out of wake. Conley told me they didn't have any money for me. And I was just like, didn't have, obviously didn't have a boat sponsor this time. And so I was just like, oh, no, like I need to make some money. Like this is really hard. And so um, luckily, like I got into contact with Eric Rock and um, started chatting to him a lot. Jake Pilot and I were like good friends like before this. So like. I know he had, like, a big help in, like, me getting on the team, and so did, like, Massey and Danny Harf. Like, they helped me out a lot, but pretty much, like, I just started, like, getting in contact with Ruck, went out to Lake Roanix a couple times, just, like, helped them. Like, pretty much, I think my first day out there, I just helped clean rails and just, like, do all that stuff, but the whole team was out there. Like, it was sick, and then I think, like, one of, like, my, like, like my fifth time something going out there, like, Ruck and I got on a phone call with Paul, like, to just, like, chat and just like see if there was any possibility for me Paul and Brian. yeah yeah Paul yeah. O'Brien and uh, he was like stoked like he obviously had no idea who I was or anything and he thought like I was on the fence a little bit and I was like yo like I'm like fully all in like I just like told Conley I'm out like I'm willing to just like I just want a chance like I just want to ride for Ronix and like see where it takes me like I because like first set on the Ronix board was like huge difference in my riding like what I was, board was that the time bomb okay like yeah uh, they sent me a time bomb in california like before expo or something or maybe it was right after and the first set i rode it i was like in love with the board so i was like well if i'm gonna just ride for like not get any money i want to ride for ronix anyways yeah. and so like that kind of made my decision a little easier but i still was kind of like holding on to like being sponsored by conley until like i got word from ronix just to see like if there was anything either of them could do for me yeah and then like, so I got on in, like, October, like, right before, like, you know, like, winter and everything. And so I was super stoked. Ruck and I, like, made a welcome to the team at it. And it kind of just went from there. It was, like, guns blazing type of thing. Like, super grateful for, like, their belief in me, you know. Like, they gave me a contract, like, that like that January. And then had a pro model, like, that next year. So wow, I started, fast track right started there. working a pro model, like, <laughs> six months into being on the team, which, like, if it wasn't for Jake, like, I wouldn't have had a chance to do that because, yeah. like, he was working on it before I think I was even on the team. And then, like, we both got put onto it, which was super sick. And it was just – it just worked really fast and worked really well. Like, Ronix is – they're my family. Like, I'll be with Ronix forever. Like, I don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. And, yeah, there's just such a good crew, the whole family vibe. And everybody there is just gets it. It's, it's a really fun company to ride for. So how's that work? You and Jake have the Supreme yeah. line, right? Yeah, 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 the Supreme both. line, yeah, yeah. So how does that work when it comes to, like, making decisions about the products and stuff? Well, luckily, Jake and I are, like, 
always on the same page, like okay. whether it comes to graphics or like how we want the board to perform or like marketing, like we're both like pretty chill, but like we both have a vision of what we want it to be. And it's, we've had like zero arguments or like, I know I've never been frustrated with Jake. Like he is like the best person to like have pretty chill a guy. collab pro model yeah. with. Like he's so chill. He's so smart. Like he understands the industry so well. And he's been on Ronix for like a lot longer than I have. And so he just, like, knows the reps a little bit better. He knows, like, the inside just, like, a little bit better than I did at the time and, like, still do. But, like, especially at that time, like, yeah. I was so new and, like, I didn't really know what was going on. So, like, him, like, just being able to, like, talk to the dealers and, like, talk to the reps on, like, what they want, what they think we need and, like, all this stuff was just, like, huge having Jake, like, a part of it. And it's it's been great. You so know? it's like, pretty, pretty oh, easy. it's super chill. Yeah. Like, I – I don't even care that it's like a shared pro model or whatever. Like people ask me all the time and I'm just like, dude, having Jake on it is like yeah. so much pressure off of me. Like the things that he takes care of that like, I don't really like have to, it's, it's unreal. Like it works out so good. So where'd the name come from? Supreme. Did you come up with so that? that? No, I did not come up with that name. <laughs> that name got handed to us because we had a boot, like Ronix made a boot, but there was no board. It was just a boot that was called the Supreme. And that boot did super well its first year. And so then they wanted to, like, add a line to it. And so they wanted to add a wakeboard and a vest to it. And so that's where we got handed that. Makes sense. I did I did try to go with a different name, but they were, what was the name? We were too deep. Any other any. name. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it was, it is what it is. And here we are. So, yeah. Um, Supra. Yep. First boat sponsor. Yep. How does that happen? Um. It was, I was eating dinner. It was about eight o'clock at night. And I see like, I was like about to head into like my second year on tour. It was like February or something, or it was January or February. And I just see like, you know, like I was on my computer and like my, like my computer starts dinging. It was like whatever number from Knoxville, Tennessee. And I was like, oh, this is either Supra or Malibu for sure. I was like, I just kind of knew. I was like, this is either Supra or Malibu, like Knoxville. It's one of those. Like I knew it wasn't Mastercraft because I had just like, gotten done talking to them and they said they didn't want to like hire anybody like they didn't want any other team riders on, yeah man. they weren't bringing anybody on like kind of had my hopes up because of the x games thing but it just wasn't the right timing yet and it is what it is everything works out comes full circle but yeah it was rick tinker on the phone and he was like yo like we're thinking about adding a couple riders like we want to we want to add you like what do you think and i was like yeah i'm down like i was a pretty easy sell like i didn't negotiate at all i was just like yeah like i don't have a boat sponsor i, was like, I don't have a boat sponsor <laughs> i want a boat you guys do the tour everybody else has said no so let's do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in so yeah like got onto supra they got me a boat and you know like very grateful for them like to take a chance on me as a young kid and obviously like things just didn't work out i guess like i guess i had like i was under contract with them for like a couple years and like obviously like didn't have the greatest year on tour after I got hurt because like I got hurt and I was filming a movie like back to back so it was yeah. just like not gonna have a good year on comps at that point and so didn't really have a great year on tour and I could kind of feel that the vibes were weird but I was like oh I still have like a full year on my contract like everything's fine and then January of 22 come January 6th of 2022 I get a call and it was just like um, it was like the current team manager, Adam Higson, and like a couple of the marketing people. And they were just like, it was like a group call. And like, and I could just like tell in like the first two minutes, I was like, are you, 
Are you guys firing me? I was like, I literally, <laughs> I was like, are you guys firing me right now? Yeah. And Adam's like, yeah, like, you know, we just think we're going to go like a different direction of the team. And like, we kind of like have these plans. I was like, all right, like, that's cool. Like, whatever. Like I, I did say a couple things, but, <laughs> and I was just like, all right, like, sounds good. Like it is what it is. Like, I think this is the worst mistake your company's ever going to make. And then I hung up. Like, <laughs> I, I, I did not take it well. I was well, pretty rattled. I mean, like, well, I still had a year under contract. I was going to say, so you still like, had a year. Left I still like, I, I, I had 14 months left on my contract. Over a year. Okay. And cause like, it was like March was when my contract was signed. So yeah. I was like, and they're like, we'll like pay you out to like, like till March, like to finish out. Like, cause apparently it was a two year contract, but they had the option to like re-sign me. This is thing. some football shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they had the option to, like, re-sign me if I wanted to. Or if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah. But, like, I didn't have a choice. Like, I was... But if I wanted a new boat sponsor, probably they would have... Who knows? Yeah. But that's not how it works. So, like, yeah, they dropped me, said they would pay me to March. And I was like, all right, well... To March it, of the... 22. March of so 22. So, only a only, two year. Only, yeah, only a one year. Like, there was still been 12 months left. Correct, but yeah. it is what it is. Like, if, if there was an option in the contract, I never wrote, I never read the contract, so... Yeah. Like if there was, it was, but seven days later, I get an, e I get a DM from Palma saying like, yo, what's your deal with Supra? And I was like, yo, I'm in Atlanta sky club. Like, give me a call. And I was like, yeah, like they just let me go. Like, to be honest, but like what's Mastercraft up to? Like, he's like, well, we want to sign you. And I was like, bang. <laughs> so like March of 2022, I signed with uh, Mastercraft and we were good to go from there. But Super never even ended up paying me to March, which was pretty dog. They just like wow, that off. sucks. Yeah, that was pretty wild. But it is what it is. Like no heart feelings, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like for sure, it's the industry. It is what it is. But you know, yeah, you're gonna I was it. definitely like there was like three weeks there where I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go broke. Like I need some money because I was like, and then so the super um, contract you were getting paid and you got a boat. Yeah, correct. Yeah, obviously it wasn't like a huge a lot of money. Much, like, but, but it's like you know like thousand bucks a month at that time like goes a lot of long ways you know like when you're losing like you know because it's like you're not getting contests yeah yeah and then it's like you know it's like at that point it's like it's like it was like 50 percent of my salary so yeah. like you know i was like struggling i was like all right like what am i gonna do gotta cut back on some things here before we talk about mastercraft what's that like do they come pick the boat up do you take the boat to a dealer How, what's what's that process is it awkward um no so okay well so to be honest my boat at that time was just at Lake Ronix, like just okay. in like a graveyard kind of thing. Like just on a trailer in the yard. Yeah, just kinda broken on a trailer at Lake Ronix. Cause like that's when I noticed things were kind of getting weird. It was like November and December, and I was like, yo, like I need a new boat. This one this one's thrashed. Like and they were like kind of just like not really like They probably it. knew. Yeah, they knew, but yeah, like yeah. they didn't want to tell me type exactly. of thing. So like they just like weren't figuring it out. And I was like, all right, well my boat is at Lake Ronix right now, broken ready to be picked up whenever you guys want to pick it up. Okay. Like, and like, so I never really even saw them, but like, I think like the day that I got dropped, Reed was at Lake Ronix. Like they went to Lake Ronix and picked up my boat, which is how it should be. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. not like that's no worries there, but like there was no like awkward, like I didn't have to like see them or do anything. Cause like, and even if I did like see Reed, like Reed that's has not nothing awkward. to do with the decision. Yeah. Like that, I'm still friends with like, you know, so like, that's fine. He was just doing something he had to do. So it was just like, that was fine, but definitely, like, the first time, like, I saw, like, the team manager and stuff, it was just kind of, like, like, at that next part, too, where I was just kind of, like, I definitely was, like, a little bit salty about it. Like, I was just, like, 
like getting dropped is not like did not feel great. Especially when like, you're young. It's not like you're like 34 yeah. coming to the end of your career. Yeah. And like dropped. I still won like trick of the year that year and stuff like that. Like I was just like, whoa, like this is so wild that seems kind of quick. Yeah. Like this is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, um, they had a different direction they wanted to go and they signed a couple other riders. So it is what it is. And yeah. I think it, it worked out like hindsight worked out great. for It everybody. always works out. It worked out great for everybody. Like yeah. Jamie, Jamie got a boat. Jamie Lupino, which yeah, is Jamie, awesome. Yeah. Jamie got a boat like hooked up. Like it, it worked out for everybody. Like hindsight, like I'm stoked. Like it, it worked out great. So, yeah. um, is it true still that if you're a super athlete, you get more practice runs on the PWT? When I, I definitely would like, yeah, I would get practice for sure. But other, you go do media. But other riders wouldn't get as many. Well, like if you're not a if you're not a super athlete. Oh well, you don't okay, get to yeah. Go to so the like the, the way it works is like most of the PWT events, there's no practice. Some some events they'll do a practice run, but like most of the time you don't get practice. Like you just show up to the event quarters and you're on. Like you go straight into it's it, right? Okay. So like no practice. Yeah. But if you're on Supra, like they need to do like media days and stuff like that. So either the morning of the contest or the day before the contest, you just go out there with like the super media guys and just like do a couple passes yeah. just to like get some content for the event and stuff, which they have to like, which is fair. Like, you know, you're not gonna have 16 riders go try to get content and stuff. And like you're not that. gonna have the guys that aren't on super. Go yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to choose the super riders to promote them yeah. and to give them as much help as they need. So, yeah, I mean, would I think that's one of the benefits of being sponsored by the two. Like, I don't think it's unfair. Like, you I don't think so. One of, I don't, I don't think it's unfair now because I think it's like you're, that's one of the benefits of riding for the tour boat. You know, it's mm -hmm. you're on Supra, they run the tour and, you're sponsored by Supra and you want to ride before the event and you're not going to take up any time. Like, why not? You know, like, would you say it's super helpful that day before? Like, do you think it, do you think it moves the needle on your, I think I, I think I would do worse. Every time I did a media day, I did worse. Really? Why yeah. is that? I don't know, but I still would, I still would probably to this day go and do it just because to me, it seems like it would make more sense, right? Like more practice. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was just something with it. Like I did way better this year on tour than and you I ever just went have. Straight into quarters. Just, yeah. Like I did, we had one practice day, like one practice run, but it's just a down and back. Like when you do a practice, just one down and back yeah. anyways. But the first event of the season, they did a practice day. And so I got practice that day, but it was like, then like 30 minutes later, the event started. So it was like, that was kind of nice, but it's just, it's a lot of riders to go through. Like, it's not like a snowboard or a cable park where you like, just send them in there. Yeah. You just like send them and practice is like underway or whatever, yeah. you know, it's a little bit different. So it'd be sick if we could like show up on like a Monday and ride once a day like every day and get practice i think the riding at the event would be insane but you probably have a lot more consistency yeah you know the consistency would be insane but it yeah. would also like suck to be in an event for five days before the event actually started well i guess i mean the event wouldn't have to start you could really just have the boat there and the course and then yeah you have a driver and if riders want to show up to practice it, they yeah, can but it's mainly on the driver like dude i feel so bad for trev like having to drive everything. all that all the time yeah. like he probably would get so over driving practice runs like i know like by the time the final comes like He's getting pretty fired up. Like, he's watching good wakeboarding and stuff. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, dude, like, the judges and the driver, like, they are in the boat for so long. Like, they don't want to be in the boat any longer yeah. than they have to. So, so yeah, I mean, I, we're not going to figure out how to rework the PWT events, but it, it would be cool, I think, to have all of the qualifications go down days before and practice days before. And then you have the actual final that's, like, an hour or two hours at most. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. But yeah, I no. think in terms of, like, a product people can watch or a live stream or an in-person event, like, that would be awesome. You're saying just, like, like the like just do, like, one day main event, 
one or two hours of the main event and then the day's over. Like, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it'd be a lot easier for people to, like, hang around for the, yeah, and for the event and, and digest, like, the best riding possible for yeah. sure. I think that would be sick, but, yeah, I mean, it and also would kind of suck to, like, all the other riders, though, to, like, go out and, like, just get absolutely zero publicity for the event, you know, because it's, like, to make the finals hard, like, most of the people in the final could still, like, almost win and, True. like, do good, so it's, like... Yeah not like them getting like zero exposure would kind of suck but as far as it comes to like spectating like it'd be a, like it'd be pretty just don't blink because it's going to be quick for well sure. that's good that's what people that's what people need i guess yeah. these days. and maybe two or three boats so that way yeah, boat yeah. goes down and the next person's ready on the next boat yeah yeah that'd be like sick. a roller coaster yeah, yeah, just something. ready to go yeah the water conditions would be hectic but uh, for sure um let's talk about la familia, la familia. What, what is la familia it's just our crew, you know, I mean, it just kind of happened, you know, it's the boys, it's us, it's, we do what we want to do, if you like it, word, if you don't, we don't really care, you know. You met anyone that doesn't it. like it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, like, no, I mean, but it is just like, you know, it's like, we're just going to do it, like, kind of how we want to do it, and if you don't like what we're doing, like, that's totally fine, don't watch the videos, like, yeah. it is what it is, you know, like, we're just doing it the way we want to, we're all having fun doing it, and we're just group of boys trying to keep wakeboarding alive who is it who is it who's in the crew so la familia is daniel miles he's the filmer of everything he is la familia like he's the instagram account he's the mob boss he's the youtube he's the editor he's the video he is everything yeah and then obviously massey sam luca kai ulf brandon and josh and myself so there's nine of us okay yeah solid crew nine man crew yeah how, how did it how did it start you guys all shooting the shit around the campfire one night or um to be honest i was in california and all of a sudden i was just a part of this la familia thing i was like damn <laughs> like let's go because it was just like all the boys were just like like it kind of just like started just like we all would ride together hang out at the house or do whatever like every single day anyways and it just like nobody would really come ride with us because it was like so many riders like when we're on the boat it's like for like four or five hours yeah. for everybody to ride once and we couldn't really go ride with anybody else because it's like, hey, can me and eight of my friends come and ride? So it was just like, we were just kind of like riding together, hanging out together all day, every day. And La Familia just kind of formed. Like, it just is what it is now. Like, slowly but surely, it got to where it is. And, you know, it's sick. It's just been super organic. We're all best friends. And we travel to every event. We hang out with each other 12 hours a day. And, yeah, they're all at my house right now. Do you all live together pretty much? I mean, pretty much. I mean, we don't, but like, so me, Massey, and Daniel live together because we're the three that like are live in the U.S. 12 months of the year, right? And then Luca lives on the same lake at just a different house, but it's like a two minute drive. And then Sam, Wolf, and Kai live like 10 minutes away. But last year that we all lived on the same street, which was sick. Sweet. But they have to find a new house every year. So it's like, it's a little harder for yeah. them to like get that same house. But I mean, literally from 9 a.m. to 10, 11 p.m., it's all of us are together at my house every day or our house. Like we rent the house. So, okay. but yeah, just chilling. Everybody's there. The house gets pretty thrashed, but you know, it's worth it. Like it's. We got sick. nine boys having a good time. Yeah, it's sick. Like we're all like, you just like, we'll go out. Like sometimes we'll all ride at once. Sometimes like we'll all just go out and like two people will ride and then go back in a couple more people go ride like yeah it's just kind of works free out. flow like, yeah it's just a free flow of whatever wants to go down so got a movie coming up yeah it just basically just got announced to the public Ye i guess oh well, yeah yeah it um 
at the end of the last edit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be frank, we have filmed zero clips. We have zero things in the hard drive for it at the moment. But it is going to happen. But the idea is going to happen. Yeah. So um, we just we just bought a camera. So that'll be sick. We uh, we surprised Daniel with like a camera and a Pelican case. So that's sick. sick. Yeah. Sweet. He doesn't even know about it yet, to be honest. Oh, well, this won't come out for a little bit. Well, so. I know. No, he, so he got home like last night at like. Oh, you're going to give it to him? Yeah, no, yeah. It's on his desk and everything. But like he got home at like 6 a.m. from work and everything. Okay. So, because he was working in Fort Lauderdale. So, but he's going to be stoked. Like, he's going to oh, be stoked. Yeah. So that'll be sick. Like, get, got the camera, got everything ready to go. Now we're getting things are happening. We go to Portugal in the end of August. And so I think that's kind of going to be like our first trip. Like Kick we're going with, there for Worlds, but yeah. we're going to go a couple of days before, probably going to try to film. And then we're going to Massey's place in Italy after that. So I think that's kind of like where like the first, like that's Oops. our first yeah. trip. Yeah. So, okay. but not going to say too much about it, to be honest. Like we oh. definitely have a plan for it and okay. it's going to be cool. But like at the moment, it's just like, we're just going to let it happen. I don't know when it's going to be released. Like, I would like, since especially since I just filmed Scumline, like I want to take our time with it and yeah. like really make it like something we're all happy with. But like probably September of 2024 ish, you know, we'll see. Okay. It's, to me, that's a little soon. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll, you could see. wait till spring and then premiere it in the spring and have all winter to stack more clips. Yeah, exactly. I'm That'd a big cool. I'm a big spring wake movie premiere believer. Okay. Not all in right. the fall because I feel like that the season's ending in the fall. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to build hype, but everyone's kind of putting their boat yeah. away. And yeah, that's true. I don't know, whatever. That is true. Um, but so it is going to be like a traditional movie in the sense that, you know, I, not how long it is, you don't know, but like traditional movie premiere, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Okay. We're going to do a movie premiere. It'll be a YouTube movie. We're not going to charge for it or anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be, we're just going to travel a little bit for it and try to get the best clips we can and tell a little story along the way. That's exciting. I think. Yeah. I think the excitement will build in the next year or so, but yeah, no, we're, we're stoked for it. We got a vision for it and we're just going to try to stay true, do what we want to do, but tell a little bit of a story. Okay. Telling a story with the movie. I like it. Leave it at that. Um, I feel like we kind of jumped off your boat sponsor. We didn't fully talk about Mastercraft. Um, can you kind of compare and contrast riding for Mastercraft versus riding for Supra? In terms of um, whether it's photo shoots or their marketing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, just... Riding for Mastercraft, like, it's just, it's that more just elite of elite brand, right? Like, Mastercraft's been around forever. They've been at the top of the industry for a long time, and they just, it's a little bit more just professional, more elite business, right? Like, you're, like, the crew and everything is just, like, more dialed in. Like, the shoots are very, like, you're on it and it's really fun like it's very professional everything's like worked out well like the food's good like everything is like dialed in you know and it's like really easy to be a part of and just like a really fun time like I love going to the product shoot like it's a sick time yeah. just being there with everybody like just getting to see all the new makes and models and Mastercraft does like a great job just like hosting us and it's it's a great time like being a part of Mastercraft feels like a lot like being a part of Ronix you know just like more of just like I'm actually like a part of the company not just a team rider and so that's like really what I enjoy and like value a lot just like being more than just like a team rider like being able to just like talk to the higher-ups and just like have conversations and just like like just do whatever I feel that I can do to like help them sell boats and just like and like the fact that I grew up riding a Mastercraft yeah. is just like so cool to me and like I've always wanted to ride for Mastercraft and so it's just like so awesome to have this opportunity and like 
that new boat, like the new engine and the X-Star is like unreal. Like I have so much weight in my boat and it just like gets on. How speed, much weight so. do you have? Uh, so I think like my like weight in my boat is 8,000 pounds. And then like with the weight of the boat, I think it's like 15 or 16, like 15 or 16,000 pounds of like moving, yeah, like, like moving pounds. Yeah. it's a lot of weight. Yeah. The weight's huge. <laughs> biggest wake in the world. Like, I really think, like, I have the biggest wake in the world in my backyard, yeah. which is, like, so sick. Like, it's awesome. It's helped all of us so much with just, like, riding and just, like, like, it makes, like, everybody, I swear, like, their first time they ride it, like, is able to add a 180 to a trick. Like, it's insane. W- would you say Mastercraft or Supra put a lot of pressure, it sounded like Super did, in terms of your contest results? Do you feel that? Um. Yeah, I mean, so, I definitely feel pressure from the contest, like, a little bit, like, just to like do well and yeah. to, like I feel like that's where like a lot of my value is right now like is to just like try to be on or on top of the podium and as far as it comes for like riding with Mastercraft like very like grateful and everything like it's been awesome but like I'm like the first rider that they've signed that's like a con like I'm not a contest guy but like I do all right in them mm-hmm. but Har- I, I'm coming like I'm the first rider after Harley so it's like I'm kind of just, like, bound to disappoint, right? Like, <laughs> like Harley just wins, like, hundreds of contests a year. And then it's like, oh, if I win one, I'm like, yeah, like, let's <laughs> go. And so it's, like, you know, definitely a little bit of a different aspect. Like, I'm not sure, like, what their expectations were or anything of, like, me doing and, like, winning contests. Like, well, you I got know, a dub, so. Yeah, I've gotten a dub both years, so that's been good. But I definitely think, like, they want to see me on top of the podium, but yeah. so do I. So it's, like, more of the pressures from myself. Like, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it definitely – but, like, I think, like, having that pressure of, like, coming after Harley and, like – they I've never heard, like, directly, but, like, they want me to do good in contests, I think. But, like, just, like, it's definitely keeping me more, like, motivated to, like, every contest matters type of thing. Yeah, and, like, definitely. Trying to do that. But money's good in contests, too. So it's, like, you want to do good for that as well. Yeah. So. Hundred percent. No, like insane amount of pressure, but there's definitely times where, like, if I do like bad twice in a row, I'll start to get stressed. Like, oh, I'm gonna get dropped. Like, this is terrible. So, get a little PTSD going on from that. Yeah. No, no, I definitely have mad PTSD. Like, I, I'm never safe. I'll never think I'm safe again. But (laughs) oh man, Um, keeps on your toes. Do you feel pressure to post a bunch of stuff on social media, or do you think Steel Steel's got that covered? Yeah. No. So I was pretty like, I realized it very fast and I think I like even told this to Palma I was like yo like I am not going to be able to compete with Steele, Meg, Harley, uh, Austin Keen, Ashley Kidd like their Instagrams are gonna one Instagram post by them is gonna get more views than my whole year combined right like they post more times in a month than I do in a year like it's they're really good at it and like good on them because like Social media game's a hard game to play. Sure like, is. It's really yeah. hard. Like, I suck at social media. So I don't feel much pressure by that. Like, I've just kind of always been, like, I'm going to post what I want to post. And, like, what I want to do as a wakeboarder is, like, never going to change. Like, I just want to be, like, the best wakeboarder I can be and, like, try to push the limits of what I can do. and Make it look good. Yeah, and just making it look good. Like, yeah. and posting that. Like, it may not be as often I post, but when I do post, I want it to be, like, something not bad, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like my approach on it and I haven't gotten any shade from them in that way. So yeah, I'd imagine they probably, it's been super smooth sailing. Yeah. yeah. Or like, well, you're bringing something different to the table. You know, we've got some influencers or whatever. Let's get some other, 
other kind of flavors on the team. Yeah. Um, speaking of podiums, I guess we were talking about podiums a little bit. Boots on or boots off your board on the podium? I don't care. What's the, what's the deal with taking them off? Well, that's kind of what I think. It's like you should probably just bring up whatever stick you just rode like minutes ago. Yeah. Unless so you're unless already... like you're got to make the flight, like you're going straight, like, yeah, just keep the boots on. Like unless you have like a specific board for your podium where your sticker job is just like unlike anything else. I you think that's ever Corey. Do. Corey's strict boots off. Is he? Yeah. See, I I've never it's... even noticed that. I bet he's got yeah. a spare, I guess, that he just runs the spare with wow. the stickers on or something. Mm. I don't know. I just take up. I only bring one board to contest, so I don't really have another option. So. You ever broke a board? Uh, I've broken probably like I mean, three not, boards in my whole life. But at a contest where you only have one? No. no. All right. Pressure makes diamonds. It, like, board, like, for a board to be, like, broken and unrideable, things got to be, like, in half. Like, you can, like, have some dents in your sidewall yeah. and, like, some cracks and, like, some... Like, the bottom of my board right now, like, is so dented just from, like, hopping onto the dock and stuff like that. Like, I did, like, a full-on, like... Like, I grinded probably, like, 15, 20 feet of the sidewalk after Moomba, like, jumping onto the side and just, like, keep going. And, like, my bottom of my board was, like, pretty messed up, but, like, still rode the final. Like, it's, like, it's a wakeboard, you know? It's it's not some, like, crazy piece of – it's it's some foam on water. Like, I agree with you know, that. They're, they're fine. Um, you ever gotten in, in any altercations with any security at in any events? This is from Massey. Oh, yeah, I have. We've, yeah, I have. Wake Fest, actually. Oh, the year you won or? Yeah, well, it was the night before I won. But, yeah. Okay, good omen, maybe. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, it, well, we thought it was good luck for La Familia, to be honest. Because, so the cops at Wake Fest just kind of, like, have it out for us a little bit. Like, the year that Kai won, the night before that Kai won, we were all just, like, partying on the dock. And, like, it's on the dock. Like, it's it's a marina restaurant, but they have, like, live music and playing and everything. And Sam goes outside of the marine or outside of the restaurant area, just, like, to the back. Like, nobody's around. Like, nobody. It's pitch black. You just got to take a piss off the dock real quick into yeah. the water. Very common thing to do. Freaking the, the the cops, like, or the security guards, but they're, like, actually cops, like, came up to him like, hey, like, you can't be doing that. And he's like, yo, like, I'm just taking a pee. Like, it's all good. And he's like, they're like, nope, like, you're out of here. And, like, grab him and, like, take him out, like, take him off. And, like, what's going on? It's, like, we go out there a little bit. We're just, like, what's going on, you know? Like, and then they ended up kicking him out. Like, they, like, wrestled him to the ground and, like, just, like, totally, like, abused him. Like, he definitely maybe have not, was not, like, super, like, chill. He was maybe, like, trying to get away a little bit. So they had to, like, force him down. But it took, like, three of them to, like, secure him. But, and then the next year, and then Kai won the next day. So it was hype. Like, weekend was good. Everything was great. Yeah. And then the next year... Like, I got, like, the dad cam, and I'm, like, filming, like, all, like, the, like, the dance floor and stuff. Like, I'm in the middle, like, and uh, so I was kind of getting, like, pushed around a little bit, you know, like, it's a dance floor. And all of a sudden, like, we had kind of, like, I don't know, it was just, like, so fast. Like, I'm just getting, like, choked out and just, like, you're out of here. And I was, like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm just, I'm just filming, man. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And he's, like, I'm not having any of this mosh pit shit this year. Like, you're gone. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, like, it's fine. Like, everything's all good. And he, like, drags me through the kitchen and, like, takes me out. And I was like, damn, like, all my friends are inside. We were just talking to, like, six, like, this big group of chicks. Like, we were on. Like, damn. And it was, like, still, like, super early in the night. It was, like, 9.30 or 10. Like, it was like, I don't got to go to bed for, like, two and a half hours. I'm sweet. <laughs> and um, then, like, 
the boys like came out and they're like, what was that? And I was like, oh, like I don't even know. Like that was wild. I just got kicked out. And Daniel was like, oh, just give me the camera. They won't even notice it's you. So I gave, gave Daniel the camera. I walked back into the bar. And literally, we were in there for like 15 seconds. And just like, I get like choked out. He's like, you're not allowed to be here. And then Daniel's like, yo, like what's going on? Daniel gets choked out. <laughs> and then Sam's like, yo, like what is happening right now? Sam gets choked out. Luca's watching all this go Dropping down. Like flies. He's freaking out. He's like, what is happening? Like, my friends, like what is going on? And then like, as I'm getting dragged out, I'm like, this is police brutality. Like, this is fucked, man. He's like, oh, I'll show you police brutality. And, like, spins me around and, like, elbows me in the face. And I was like, yo. And I like, was, like, about to go, like, after him. And I just get, like, hugged by this, like, big dude. And he's like, yo, like, I'm an undercover cop. Like, we just got to get you out of here. Like, that was wrong. But, like, I just got to get you out of here. Let's end this. Yeah. Like, and I was like, all right. Like, and we were just like, I was heated, dude. I was so mad. Like, I was so mad. And then just, like, kind of just, like, chilled for a couple hours. And it was like. I was so mad, and then just, like, the next day I ended up winning, so, like, that was pretty cool. Got to talk some shit to the cops, like, it's pretty funny, but, <laughs> yeah, I definitely said a couple of things to them on the way out that we maybe shouldn't have, but. Wakefest, Tennessee, oh, sounds get, like a great time. It is. Wakefest is sick, but, yeah, that was a little altercation at Wakefest with the feds, but, yeah, you know, but then this year, we went, we had a good time, nobody got kicked out, there was no problems, and Wolf won, so it was, like. I guess yeah, we don't need to get punched. Well, familiar on the, the up cops. and up, you know, following yeah. the law, law-abiding citizens. Yeah, like we're on, that. you know. So yeah, um, let's talk about Rody. Uh, yep. Did you know you're going to win? Um, no, okay. I did not. So oh, you're talking about surprise. Alliance yes. one? Yeah, yeah. No, I had no idea. To be honest, I thought, I thought, especially since they had waited so long that they were waiting for Sam to get back. Mm. I thought it was for Sam for sure, but I was super stoked. Like, did not see it coming. Like. That day, like, I was just beat that day because, like, we had just gotten done with the Ronix product shoot, and we were, like, it was so weird, like, because I remember we were, like, two hours away from the house, and, like, we had just gotten finished up, and, like, everybody was going to, like, lunch and stuff, but nobody asked me if I wanted to go to lunch. It was, like, they were all going to lunch, and Matthew was, like, yeah, like, we're not going to go to lunch, dude. Like, we should just, like, get home. I'm tired. Like, I don't want to go, and then, like, everyone's, like, all right, like, bye, guys. Like, see you later. Like, Bye. And like, I was like, all right, like, I guess I don't want to go to lunch either. And so we, like, <laughs> and then so uh, me and Massey just like went home and I just like took a nap. I was like, all right, I'm tired. Like, I'm going to sleep. And then like, for some reason, like, Massey was leaving town the next day for like two weeks, but we had to go to dinner because Massey was going out of town. So we had to go to dinner with everybody in La Familia. And I was like, Jesus, Massey, you're going out of town for 14 days. We really need to go to dinner tonight. Like, we can't just like chill. It's like, tight. We have to go to dinner. And I was like, all right. And, like, I was like, man, everyone's dressed pretty nice. Like, we're just going down the road. And then we get back to the house, like, after dinner, and, like, everybody was there. And I was like, oh, everything adds up now. Like, I was like, what's <laughs> going sense. on? But, yeah, I was super surprised, like, super stoked. Like, I had no idea that that was happening. So, yeah. like, Alliance Roger of the Year is definitely, like, something that I had wanted to, like, do because, like, they only do one award, and it's either, like, it's Rider of the Year, you know? It's not, like, boat or cable. So, like, I was, I was super stoked on yeah. that, like. Yeah, that was a sick moment for it's sure. A, it's an awesome award, and you look at the, the list of names that you join. Yeah, it's you know, cool. Randall, I mean, there's just, I, I'm not even going to list off the names. It's it's the best of the best every year, and it's... Yeah, it's insane. It's so, elite company. Yeah, um, very stoked, very stoked. What is your favorite grab? My favorite grab, I'm going to go with, it's either like, it's stale fish and melon, right? Because it's like switch melon, regular stale fish, so... But that spot. Right hand, right hand to left boot 
right leg poke. Okay. That's my favorite grab. Solid. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite rider to watch right now? Okay. So my favorite rider, you know, d- depends. Like, to watch right now is, like, different than, like, my favorite rider of all time. Like, sure, sure. Favorite yeah. rider of all time, Josh Tolker. Okay. Like, you know, I will be a Josh, like, fan forever. You know, he's taught me everything. He is the reason I wakeboard. Like, he's... He is, like, every trick that I've done is because of Josh yeah. and what he's taught me. So, like, Josh is my favorite wakeboarder of all time. But nobody gets me more excited to ride right now than Ulf. Like, he is killing it. Like, he's found this little groove of, like, everything's to the flats. It's it's fast. It's gnarly. It's technical. It's, it's, it's in your fun. face. It's fun. Yeah. It's in your face. It's different. It's huge. Like, it's insane. And then, obviously, like, another one of my favorite riders is Massey. Like, Massey will always just be, like, one of my favorite riders. Like, yeah. I look, like even though we're roommates, like, I look up to him so much just, like, as a person. Like, what he does is, like, a human. Like, he's just such a nice guy, and, like, he just means well for everybody. Like, I love Massey, so, like, he'll always just be one of my favorite riders just because he's Massey, yeah. and nothing can beat being Massey. Great so, guy. Yeah. Pizza boy. Um, wake pants, yes or no? Um, I don't really... I don't really care. Like, I'm I don't feeling really have an a no coming. I don't really have an opinion. Like, okay, so my, I guess, like, I don't really care. Like, ride in whatever you want to ride in. I don't know why the pants are necessary, but, like, I'm not against it. You know, it's like. You could just say no if you want to say no. No, no, I'm not against, I'm not going to say no because <laughs> I'm not necessarily against it, but I'm not necessarily, like, holy shit, this is the best thing since butter on bread. You okay. know, like, I'm not saying that. No opinion, really. No opinion. Like, I think some of the tricks do look cool with wake pants yeah. on, but at the end of the day, I keep coming back to, like, why do you have pants on? Because you're wearing a life jacket. Like now, if you got wake pants and like a hoodie on, I'm with that because that looks kind of quarter zip kinda or player. whatever. Yes. Yeah, that looks pretty player. But yeah. like, if you just got literally like a life jacket on and then you got wake pants, I don't like that. Kind of looks a little different I agree with sometimes. That. Yep. But like, if you're rocking the full kit, like I think it looks pretty hard. So like, why not? Nothing beats a good kit, man. Yeah. You can and you can bump the the technicality of the tricks you do down. If you bump your kit up, that's just 100%. Fast. Well, so, you're heavier. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's more steez. Like, you know, you got a pair of baggy pants and a sweatshirt on. Like, do a, do a melon three. It's going to look way more player than a melon three with a life jacket and 100%. shorts on. 100%. The kit matters. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I think we line up on that. Um, scariest trick you've ever tried or most nervous or apprehensive you've been? Hmm. Uh, well, the most, like, not like the most times it took me to commit was for double mo, but yeah. like I really wasn't necessarily like scared. Like I was scared for that, I think, but like I was like thought it was possible, but scared to try. Probably like the double KGB. Like I was pretty scared to try it, and then like the f- then once I got it, like I know like I didn't want to try it again that day because like the, we didn't get like the best clip of it. Like Trevor wanted another one, and I was like, dude, no, I, I don't want to try that again. Yeah. Like I just got so lucky. Like I'm good. <laughs> like. I'm good. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. I mean, and like, I don't try that trick. Like the last time I tried that trick was double or nothing. And the first time I tried it since the video was double or nothing. So yeah, that one probably has like, you save that one. For... Well, yeah, it's just like, it's a little scary. I think. Yeah. Like I want to try it more, but then like, I'll go to try it and not commit. So yeah, yeah. That one's pretty scary. I don't know why though. Cause it kind of like does itself if you do it right. But, well, it's like an opened up kind of landing too. Right. So yeah, it, it. I don't know why, but that one just, yeah, it's like, just seems a little gnarly, but like Max has them so dialed, it's insane. Max, Ben Helbert yeah. on the cable. Those so, things are yeah. it's a beautiful, 
beautiful trick that Max does. Yeah, it's insane. He's got it dialed. That's all I got, man. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, people you want to thank, anything you want to say. I just want to thank, you know, obviously my sponsors, Ronix, Mastercraft, Body Glove, like without their support, getting paid right now, it ain't easy. So I appreciate them. And then La Familia, the boys, for keeping me, keeping me stoked on wakeboarding, keeping me on top of my game, pushing me. And just everybody back in the day, of course, you know, Josh, Trevor, Rodrigo, like all those guys, if it wasn't for them, there'd be no way like 12-year-old Ty would have made it. So I'm super stoked. And thank you for having me on. Got to chat a bit. And yeah, dude. yeah it was fun. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Everybody like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Do it. Do it all. See you guys. All right. Thanks, guys.